The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GoRuck. GoRuck designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack, if backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Mm. Everything they make is backed by their Scars Lifetime Guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GoRuck's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GoRuck brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GoRuck link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. So my bad. For what? Uh, I didn't intend to be, you know, 30 minutes late. Usually I'm the one yeah, having to text that I'm going to be a little late. It's a good it's a good life lesson, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, But we are a solid summer podcast. We are a better than average podcast. But just barely. Except Some, for today. Except for our guest today is not a solid summer. That that's very uh, self... Uh, Oh, I want to say sabotage because that's what we were playing for our pre-podcast hype music. Self, uh, yeah, self-sabotaging, self-whatever. But uh, we always hype it up when there's a guest. We're like it stinks when it's us, but when there's a guest, oh, garbage. It's probably accurate though. But uh, <laughs> we're not a podcast about nothing. But we're also not a podcast about any one thing. Each week we get together, talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us. More often than not, that we bring a guest along with us, and here with the big triumphant return. This week is the one, the only, the famous Mr. Ed. Thank you. Thank you. How you guys doing? Welcome back. Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> hey, it's good to be back. Man. Now, like, I, I was wondering, we, we haven't talked a ton since you were on last time, like how you, you dealt with the, the stress, the exposure that came from being on the Solid 7 podcast. Were there issues with paparazzi? Did you have to change your phone no, number? Yes. You know, when I was um, out at work, you know, so people running up to me, I heard you on Solid 7 and this and that. And I'm like, leave me alone, you know, yeah. get away from me. You know? With my family, go. Yeah, you know, yeah. later, yeah, later. We deal with it all the time. But no, thanks for coming back. And uh, we're, we're all live in studio. Mm-hmm. Today, a Studio nice, B. Studio B, a nice. So you got the world tour so far. So far, gotta so collect good, the whole right? set. So. I'm telling you, this studio is a lot smaller, though. I yeah. can tell you that. It's, <laughs> it's uh, just a couple square feet smaller. Yeah, than and the only good thing a. is there's some, some some girl around there running around licking you all up. Yeah, that's my dog. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just want to clear that up before the little, the little ears in the back seat were like, "Mommy, what does that mean?" <laughs> but now we have these grand plans to re- record in person today. So I was, you know, juggling the old, juggling the old family schedule. And let me tell you, just nothing more fun on a weekend than a small child's birthday, particularly were when you it's, hosting when it's or not attending? yours. We were attending. Okay. okay. It's not much more enjoyable when no. it's your own, but it's, less it's just, worry. Yeah. Less to do uh, less I work guess. but so we yeah. had a, kids had a birthday party so i'm trying to you know when you've got the kids and you've got the i mean i get you do that without kids like if it's like this is where i have to be at this time you start to walk it back right okay what's my drive time how much time do i need to get ready blah 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 yakety schmackety 
So, you know, we were thrown out some times today. We landed on like three parties at 11. I'm like, okay, we stick around till one. We get the kids home. We get them napped. Now, my my son, like on the weekends, as I understand it, he naps at school, but it it will not happen. so awesome. Will not happen at home, right? Unless like the van ride that is his Ambien. He'll, you know, (laughs) he'll swear he's not tired. He would stay up till 10 p.m. No nap. If we didn't hop in the van, you hop in the van and he's gone, right? So, but I factored that in. I'm like, oh, well, I'll have, we'll go home. Marley will go down. Daughter will go down to nap. Mm-hmm. I'll take him for a ride. Be home by two thirty. Mm-hmm. Bob's your uncle. I'm I'm on time for the podcast. So, but you got to make it a thing, right? You can't just be like, because he'll see through it, right? You can't be like, hey, buddy, let's go for a ride. Mm-hmm. I don't want to nap. Bro, nobody said anything about napping. Nobody said anything about napping. So it's a mission, right? There's always a mission, yeah. right? What's the mission? It's top secret, buddy. I can't tell you. So, but we'll we'll stop. Like, oh, yeah. while he's out or whatever, we'll hop pop into Starbucks, grab a cake, pop something like that whatever so i told the wife i'm like hey you want anything from starbucks she's like yeah i'll get that thing you get uh and i'll and i'll get him some treat so i have a like a usual loop that i Uh drive through town so i know i'm i'm passing a starbucks right so i make my turn i'm about five six minutes out i'm gonna put in my order oh this this store currently not accepting pre-orders oh okay okay well i'll just go through the drive-thru right so I, i make my little turn off the main road the line, this is like mid-afternoon. What, why, what is wrong with you people? Who needs yeah. coffee mid-afternoon? And maybe yeah. they all had toddlers, too. I don't know. So it's like not just the drive throughs full, but it's like wrapped out onto the street that it's on. I don't right? ever need Starbucks it's that crazy. bad. I'm like, well, it's this crazy. isn't going to happen. So now I'm, I'm crunched for time. Like, it was just right for that. But I'm like, well, I'm not showing back up to the house empty-handed. I promised yeah. this woman coffee. I'm going to show up with coffee. Oh. Also, like, if he wakes up and there is no treat, there was no mm. mission, that's a problem, too. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll overshoot a little bit. I'll be like five minutes late. I'm not happy about it, but that's life. So I put in my mobile order for that one. Going to hit the drive through That one's taking mobile orders. I show up, drive throughs backed up. Like, ah, whatever, I'll run in. Mm-hmm. So I park the van, I run in. Order's nowhere in sight. And I'm seeing like all these stickers on their machine. I'm like, oh, this isn't this isn't looking yeah, good. Not a good sign. So I grab I grab my son's chocolate milk that I got him. That's the mission, right? I run that out. I'm like, hey, he woke up as we were parking. I'm like, hey buddy, your drink's ready. Ours isn't. I'm gonna run back in, get it. Go back in, still not there, still not there. Run back out to check on him slider door opens on the van he's yelling i've gotta pee <laughs> all right buddy let's go so i unbuckle him we go in he pees come out drinks still aren't ready mm-hmm. we finally get that we get back out now the line for the drive-thru has blocked in my vehicle it's looped around it's blocked in my vehicle luckily people are both very aware of others and very courteous and conscientious always and so always. they immediately created a gap for me to back out yeah. as one does I, I, that's i'm not surprised by that people yeah, are the, so kind yeah they definitely so didn't make me sit there for three to five minutes longer than yeah. was necessary yeah, so that they could in? get to the drive through window 90 seconds quicker no, maybe maybe even 60 maybe. seconds quicker so get out finally get home get him in the house and uh hearing him and the point here and I, I believe Ed will agree with me, is the enemy gets a vote. Make all your plans, that's fine, but the enemy gets a vote. And yeah. uh, today the enemy was Starbucks. <laughs> yep. He's a sniper. So, the enemy's a sniper. There you go. I don't I don't really get Starbucks on the reg. I just get some coffee at Wawa because it's a whole lot cheaper. Yeah. I mean, it's not like be- as beautiful, probably, as Starbucks, well, but Wawa's coffee's not that bad. Well, see, you, you could do that, or you could just do what I probably should have done, and you just skip the coffee and go straight to a Jocko Go. Which we should do right Which now. Which is what we ought to do right yes. now. So you do it. Uh, Sir Ed here is going to try the mango for the first time. The king of the king of all Jocko Go flavors. So, Top of the heap. 
There's a trash can to your right if you want to throw up. Into is there, that. Is there a plant around here? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, gents. Cheers. Mango all around. I bought you a mango, too, but mm. you um, you have brought your own. That's the good stuff. I could taste the mango. Mm-hmm. And thoughts, concerns? Still has an aftertaste. Yeah. <sighs> but out of all of them, the least worst aftertaste. Yes. Yes, it's still. Um, I guess out of all of them, yeah, this is. I would say, I tried that. That sniper green apple. Sour one. apple sniper. Yeah. yeah, it was. I found it pretty sour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of them. It's funny. Like it's. I mean, that's that's life, though, right? Like uh, we had uh, our buddy Chris Arroyo on last week, and he went up, you know, up in New York where he was at. And uh, he went to a vitamin shop and grabbed a couple of them. And he he grabbed what was it? A Dax it the, a Dax Savage, which is black cherry vanilla, and then the and Palmer Jocko Palmer. Yeah. And uh, so he drank the Jocko Palmer uh, on air. That's what he drank with us. But then later on, the Dax Savage. Now Dakota Meyer, if you ever hear this, I love you, buddy. But it's just not my flavor. I just it's just it's, not my thing. It's just not good. And no. we kind of told Chris yeah. that, and uh, he texted me like the next day. He's like, "Bro, this black cherry vanilla is fantastic." So I'm like, "Hey, well, man, good for him." To each his own. He said so. he was up to like what 4 a.m that night because he drank a jock ago yeah. later in the year really yeah so man that's the only thing that you know i drink these energy drink i guess i don't know i drank too many of them mm-hmm. you know during my younger days and um now i drink them and they don't do nothing for me bro well, I, I could drink them and go go straight to bed. That's part of why uh, Dakota Meyer. That's part of why he has his own flavor of Jocko Go, is because like a lot of guys that you know are prior service. You know he was just like hammering. It was bangs in particular, and he ended up like he had consumed so much. He ended up with now again. I've talked about this on here before. Disclaimer: I don't know if this is true. I don't support it. I'm not picking sides. Bang! Please don't sue us. But he straight up 100 believes and will tell you that Bang gave him rhabdo. Like ended up in really? the hospital with rhabdo. I don't remember how many bangs he he drank, but that's yes. part of the impetus behind him ending up with his own Jocko Go flavor because this isn't garbage and it doesn't have like bangs a ton of caffeine. This is just ninety five milligrams, so this is like a reasonable amount. I know, I know some guys that don't drink water and what they drink is just energy drinks, Oof. and I'm like, I'm like, dude, you need to slow down. You know, you need to. Throw in a bottle Dude, of water. Do I feel fine. I don't feel great. Right. Let's go. Dude, and that's like, you know, four or five drinks a day. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh. I'm like, man, that's a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah. I don't, I think this is the only, this and maybe a Red Bull, if I'm not at a place where I can get a Jocko, would be What's my the only. caffeine on this? 95, 95 milligrams. It's a cup of coffee. That's not bad. But then it's got amino acids, it's got vitamins, it's got nootropics. Yeah. So I'm thinking so. they could drink three or four of these a day and it's yeah. probably not going to harm them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, this they'd be fine, no factor. This and is pretty, it's, uh, it actually is pretty good. Like, I told you, I like this it. is it's, the better flavor. It's actually pasteurized instead of having preservatives. It's uh, it's the way to go. Now I will say, like we harp on the Jocko Go a lot on here, and we like to tell our fans because we're ambassadors for them now. So we have our oh, own really? promo code, everything. So if you go to Jocko Fuel, or you go to or- dot com or originmain.com, uh, or even you can go to solid7.com. We got links for them. You can use the promo code solid7 with the number seven. You get ten percent off. Nice, because we're good guys. Nice. And they love our fans. But so, moving so on up. Normally, you know, we focus on the Jocko Goes for that, but the reality is it works on all their stuff, right? If you want to buy stuff from Origin Maine, clothes, boots, you know, whatever, they make all kinds of stuff, it'll work. So then I've this buddy of mine who I'll leave nameless on the podcast so it's not to shame him. 
uh, messages me all proud this week. He's like, hey, I just bought an Origin main rash guard, so I'm basically Jocko now. Ha ha. And I'm like, cool, bro. Did you use the promo code? Oh, he didn't use the promo code. He didn't use the promo code. I don't know why I'm Jerry Seinfeld all of a sudden, (laughs) but uh, just a a rookie move. So uh, if you're on Jocko Fuel, uh, if you're on Origin main looking for something, looking to buy some uh, U.S.-made goods, be sure to use the promo code. Don't don't yes. waste don't waste that ten percent. So, yes, sir. Ten percent is ten percent. But uh, so so what's good, man? You were you were working before you came in today, yeah? Yes. Out there serving and protecting. Yes, trying to trying to do my part. But then again, you know, Lieutenant, they just want him to stay out of the way, mm. you know. But my team, bang up job. Mm. Yeah, even not being prior service myself, I still love a good joke about a lieutenant being lost in the woods. <laughs> really, those never get old. Yeah, so. not this lieutenant though. <laughs> I know my land nav. Uh, we got some good uh, listens on your stories from last time. You got some decent amount. Did you send it out to your your friends and family as well? Actually, I didn't. Oh well, you should wow. have. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine. I'm sure I, they've I all it. heard your stories a hundred times. Yeah, they have. My brother called me today. He was like, "What you doing?" So I'm gonna go podcasting, and he's like, "What?" Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. They got. Dude, give me the link. Give me the. So yeah. I, I sent him all the stuff. So he's probably nice. He's listening to the, the first one we did now. And yeah. See, and he's like, let me know, you know. And Elijah's been listening to it. And oh, awesome. He turned um, his friends onto it. Oh, so that, they, I would not think Eli was the audience for this. Yeah, he, well, because because his daddy was on. That's why. Ah, that's why. That's why. Yeah. He's like, I want to listen to my dad. Uh, so. But then he's like, I can't believe that squirrel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. so my, no, my pronouns now are Josh. So, Josh. Yes, uh, my current pronoun. So well, you know what? In your honor, my pronouns is mm-hmm. you know I identify mm-hmm. as a squirrel. Okay, and I want to be referred to as Your Majesty. Okay, okay, okay Your Majesty. Thank squirrel you. Squirrel with a crown. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> I feel like that just begging for some street art, like some of those Banksy style stencils, just a squirrel with a crown. I bet you that's already made. Yeah, it's probably a thing. But uh, so we don't have to rehash the whole thing because that's why we had the first podcast. So you can you can go back and look for that episode and get the whole uh, lowdown on uh, our our buddy Ed here. And it's funny we do this with some people, and it's funny we haven't done this with some of the people that would probably have a strong claim to it. But uh, but we don't share your last name because of what what you do now. Though based on your the big story from last time. Anybody who really wants to know who you are, they can figure out who yeah, you are. But yeah, um, were you like in the news and stuff after Pulse? Um, I made some some of the news. Yeah. Um, I shied away from from the reporters and stuff. Right. Because um, I, I really didn't want to go down that route. Um, one of the individuals that I carried out survived, and the officer that helped me carry it out, you know, he came to me and he's like, you know, hey, he wants to meet us. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Is the meeting gonna be there? He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. No. Tell him, tell him, you know, I'm sorry, I, I can't go, but I'm very happy that he made it and stuff. But I've just reached out to him. That's cool. Because he goes around talking now. He's a uh, motivational speaker. Oh, wow. And um, I got one of his cards, and I'm like, I wonder if this guy, you know. So then I contacted the officer that helped me carry him out. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that's him. Wow. So then I'm like, I shot him an email. I say, hey, I'm very happy you're doing good. You know, I'm so-and-so. You know, this is the part I had, you know, mm-hmm. with you. And then he immediately email me back send me the number because i'd like to see you i'd like to meet you let's go have some coffee or something that's awesome so yeah, i still cool. haven't done it yet but yeah yeah it's, it's pretty neat you could bring him on the podcast and you guys can talk right here on the oh, just, imagine that i <laughs> get too a little too heavy yeah <laughs> yeah but so i mean the the quick re- recap uh you know uh puerto rican but from new york yeah not 
No, no, we not all know. Island, we had that conversation. Yeah. Though, uh, though I did live in the island, so yeah. you know, I do consider you, myself an island. You dude. did your, you did your time. <laughs> did my time. And uh, prior service Navy guy, uh, full blown retired at this point. Uh, yes. Right. Like you did your twenty. Yeah. Um, and then uh, got into law enforcement. Actually, at the same time, it overlapped, and you're still doing, you're still doing that gig. Still doing law enforcement. And uh, so when you say you're doing the lieutenant gig today, that's that's what it was out there, uh, rolling in the old Explorer. You guys are mm-hmm. so cute in your explorers. Would you call it the Phantom? The Phantom. The Phantom? I, yeah. I mean, yeah. would Ford even sell an Explorer at this point if it wasn't to a police department? Pro- probably not. But, uh, I'm very happy with it, actually. Yeah. You know, And I love the color. You know, I call it doo-doo brown. All right, that's fair. <laughs> that's brown out that's, there? I yeah, thought it was black. You see? Ah, you see? Wow. Sometimes you look at it and it looks dark burgundy. Okay. okay. Yeah, the color is actually called Kodiak brown. That's not as cool sounding though. No, no, yeah. doo doo brown is better. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because yeah. so, I actually have a bidet. Let's let's all, let's get into this. I'm, <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> so, uh, but then and then not not just I mean not just your average cop, not just because you're a lieutenant, but also a SWAT officer and yes. uh, a trained sniper and. Uh, yeah, I've been a SWAT operator for going on twenty four years. Gosh, now. it's awesome. I know. I can't believe it myself. I'm like, I look at the younger guys and I'm like. Oh man, it's time for me to retire. <laughs> so, and then, uh, and if you want to hear all about uh, all this stuff, and today uh, there's so much we didn't get to everything. It's part of why you're why you're here today again. But uh, responded to the uh, the shooting situation at Pulse, which uh, you know I think everybody listening is probably familiar with it at least a little bit, and kind of kind of rehashed that and and what that was like. And uh, so you've you've done some things in your in your time serving in uniform. And yeah, I, I have. I like I tell my son, you know. He goes to see the movies about men like me. Mm. So yeah. he's like, "Oh, great, Dad!" You know, <laughs> now, I, now the rest of the sons might get mad at me, but one of the sons is very much a man like you. Yes, and the other one is on his way. I don't know if you guys knew Jonathan is in the police academy right now. Oh no! Freaking yeah. finally took him long enough. Yeah. So um, and then yeah, my older son, he's um, he definitely went down my footsteps. He's yeah. um. Police officer, SWAT, sniper. Wow. Sniper team leader. Oh, so, yeah. See, I didn't know he was doing all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was on SWAT, so. Yeah. No, he's a sniper and he's a uh, the sniper team leader. And he's actually um, got him dual team leader because now he's leading the uh, entry team also. Nice. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And he has a little one on the way. Hoping for, has, for, a, for a boy. We're hoping. Is well, this fingers third? Crossed. This is his fourth. Good Lord. He, he knows what girls. causes that, right? I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, that, you see that a lot. Now, you see it a lot like with fighter pilots. And with them, um, there's actually some physiological rationale behind it. Like the G-forces actually affect uh, the sperm that would be male. Wow. And so that's why a lot really? of fighter pilots have either only or mostly daughters. Huh. But I feel like you see it Didn't a lot that. like uh, with with operators, with guys that are just pipe hitters out there getting after it. I don't know what it is. I but. think I think it's the good Lord's way of uh, making us soft. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is. You know, I you know I got got three boys and one girl. My girl's tougher than my boys. Though, but, <laughs> but um, you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think that's that's the God's way of um, softening up. You know, your operators like that's you cool. guys have too much testosterone. We need to turn yeah. it down. That's, that's is uh, is he hoping for a boy? 
Or is he? Does he secretly? Care? He is. He won't okay. say it out loud. Oh, okay. But he's. That's why they have. You can't. You got to toe the line. You got to say. Yeah. I just want. Just want him to be healthy. Just want yeah. him to be okay. Yeah. You're like. Oh. He looks at his girls. He goes, as long as they're beautiful like you, you know. So the yeah, girls yeah, like, yeah. oh, and then he looks at me. I'm like, I know, son. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have it any other way with with mine. Like having the boy first, having the little girl, perfect, good. Yeah, you're done. Good, good deal. Yeah, my other son, he has the boy, and now the girl is coming. Yeah. That one we know that you know. But on, on the other one, they don't want to know. They want it yeah. to be a surprise. So they're going to find out on the day of delivery. They're going to see yep. if it has a schmuckle or not. Yeah, if it has a schmuckle or but not. But no, right. his, I mean, his duty hasn't been without event either. Like he, uh, he lost a partner. Uh, he did. He lost two know, partners. On, really? I knew the big one was in the in the news down here uh, a couple of years about ago. Walmart but, shooting, uh, right? Yeah. 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 No, it was um, um, one of the areas where where he uh, patrols at. The sergeant was lost and an officer. The officer was his squad mate. The sergeant was his sniper buddy. Gosh, man. Wow. Yeah. So they um, they both went down at, at the same time, same yeah. incident. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was kind of, and it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. Because um, when something like that goes out, you know, they, they put the call out, you know, for, hey, we need help. You yeah. know, you know, send anybody you can. So then it's like, I want to say it was like, like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night, 12, something. I lost you know, the time. But I get a call from one of my officers. I'm at home. I'm off. Yeah. And he's like, hey, we're on our way to Kissimmee. Like, Why are you going over there? He's like, um, we're, um, we're responding to an emergency backup situation. I'm like, what? He's like, call your son. So, okay. So I call him. No answer, no answer, no answer. Jeez. So I call him back. He's like, I'm, I'm hauling butt over there. As soon as I get there, I'm going to ask for names. I'll call you and I'll let you know. Yeah. So then I'm like. Are you freaking out at this point or are you? I'm starting to, but I'm kind of calm, you know. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm up because I was supposed to work the next day. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting at the edge of my bed and I'm, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, you know, calm down. Don't shoot, you know. Iris is on the, in the living room watching TV. Mm-hmm. So then I come out the room and she looks at me. She goes, what are you doing up? So I just looked at her and then I just walked back and then she's like, what's going on? So I'm like. All right, calm down. This is what's going on. Well, she freaks out. Oh, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, calm down. I got guys on it already and yeah. we're waiting, you know. So I um, waited like maybe half hour, longest half hour of my life. Yeah. And then um, my buddy called me. He's like, hey, these other names, it's not him. Wow. I'm like, all right, good. So then, you know, called him knowing that he's going to be busy, left him a message. Hey, I know you're good. Do what you got to do. Um, but call your mom when when everything's settled. Yeah. So then um, I told her, hey, it's not him. He's good. You yeah. know. Now the bad thing is that you know he's dealing with you know his partners that got yeah. shot. So then um, then he called maybe three hours later, and then his my mom, his mom, my wife was yeah. more relaxed when she heard him. Yeah. Yeah. So that that sucked. Jeez. I mean, how many years have you boys taken off of that poor woman's life? <laughs> Are you kidding? She's not. It's, she's it's, not happy that that. It's that. like you've spent most of your life going. Now, do you guys have anything more dangerous that I could could do? Can I? Okay, I'll do that. I'll, yeah, I'll do that exactly and now that you know my, my second son is, is going through it she's like you guys are gonna kill me and that's not anything because now my daughter is talking about she goes you know what I need a career not a job mm. I need a career yeah. so, so but she's she's um, thinking corrections yeah. or, you know so she was asking me because I started in corrections yeah started in corrections went to um, 
the streets. Man, corrections is tough work. I mean, I, my wife's got an uncle that was uh, <clears throat> had a lot of seniority and, and spent a lot of time working uh, at a state prison here, uh, you know, in uh, Florida. And the reality is that, uh, particularly in that setting where the inmates are there longer term, they got nothing better to do no. than to, to sit around and think about ways to make your life difficult. It, it is. And, and they and if you think that then they're not watching you, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> when you go into a pod to do a head count, you're the only one in there. You know, there's a second officer holding the keys because you're not allowed to go inside with the keys. Yeah. You're in there with up to 80 inmates. Jeez. So, you know, you go in there, you call head count. They all know they're supposed to go to their bunks. As you're walking through, and as I get on the second tier towards the end, one guy comes up to me, he goes, you were military, weren't you? So I'm like, all right, I, I like to think, you know, I wear my uniforms and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, what makes you think that? He goes, because every time you step off, you step off with your left. Hmm. And I'm like, are you watching me? Wow. He goes, what else am I going to do? Yeah. yeah. Sit and watch patterns. Yeah. So that's that's what they do. But yeah, my, I mean, my wife's uncle, he... Uh, uh, I I don't I can't remember the the full scenario off the top of my head. You can actually find find stories about it because it's such a big deal. But he and a, he and a partner they they got jumped, and the other guy got killed, and her uncle was put in in critical condition. I mean, it was bad. I mean, it was like you know, one of those deals. They had like a lock and a sock or something like that. Yeah, and you, uh, just went. They saw their opportunity and they just went went to town on these guys. You'd be surprised how ingenious they get in, in making weapons. Well, you just sit there all day. You can just ponder it and figure it out. And that's what it is, you know. And it's just like. Now, I worked midnight, so, you know, half the night, they're all sleeping, or they're supposed to be sleeping, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, what I used to do is, in between head counts and making sure everybody's done, I used to draw. So then I actually got into a little drawing competition with one of the inmates. Mm. So then, you know, like, we would start the day, I come in there, he'll look at me, he goes, let's see, oh, what, what's the day? I'm like, Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right. So then he'll go, he'll start drawing Spider-Man, and then I'll do Spider-Man in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. and then by the morning comes you know I already have it up on the window and then yeah. he'll come and he'll put his up and then the inmates are like okay I like this one I like that one you know yeah. so you know I was I was kind of like a I was strict I was firm but I was fair Yeah. so they you know I, now they did test me I got tested several times mm. and uh, but I did get into a fight one time and like 15 inmates came to to my help Wow. So that was like, you know, because they say, yeah, he's one of the good ones. We don't mess with him. Oh, wow. You know, so that, that's the thing. But I, I did get tried a lot because I'm, you know, I was a little short, pudgy Puerto Rican. <laughs> so they always, they thought, you know, that they could get over on me. But <clears throat> one of the things was I was assigned mostly to intake because I was a brawler. Uh -huh. So, you know, so I, yeah, I was short, pudgy, but I like to fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was mostly an inmate, but when they, an intake, but when they used to put me um, in the, on the pod, yeah. You know, but they knew they, they liked it because they knew that, you know, as long as they do what they got to do, I would bend the rules a little bit as in for TV, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of times TV goes off at 11 o'clock, but if there's a game going on, I tell them, if you guys are cool, mm -hmm. I'll wait till the game finishes and then I'll, I'll turn it off, you know. And the sergeant would be like, hey, you make the call. It's your pod. You're controlling it. You yeah. make the call. Yeah. And that's how it would be, you know. But if they get rowdy and yeah. they start, you know, I say, hey, because all I had to do was hit a, a light switch inside the control room where I was at. Yeah. You know, and the TV goes off. Yeah. So they'll start getting rowdy. I'll get up, look at them. They're like, no, 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 no. You know? <laughs> so, all right, you know. Because then you know, they'll start arguing back and forth. Because, you know, obviously one's going for one team, one the other. Yeah. yeah. I say, hey, that's fine. But don't get rowdy. If you get rowdy, you get the other guy rowdy. And yeah. And that. Have you seen the show Mayor of Kingstown? I have not, but I was told that I must see it. Okay. And it is on my uh, must-see list. I think I've seen... I saw the first episode. I might have saw the second one. But, like, is the prison system, like, 
the detectives are basically like working with gangs in the area and then like they have connections it seems like with people in the prisons and the jails and stuff is that real <laughs> i would have to see it because the, the way the way you know they explain it to me to me it's like is this like a futuristic thing no it seems what? like present day normal present day thing yeah. or normal you do have individuals that that are on both sides of the coin working together a lot of the mm-hmm. times you got to be careful because sometimes they try to use you to take out their competition mm. so you know you, you have to it's just like you know when when i was on the cover and we had our confidential informants you know um they're not your friends they're not your buddies you know, and you have to, what they tell you, you got to take it with a grain of salt because you got to see what their motivation is, what's behind it, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, cause something, you, know, you could be giving information on him, but it's because he's your competition. You want me to take him out. So then you have free reign and sell mm-hmm. stuff. So basically I'm helping you mm-hmm. push your stuff. You got to be able to see through that. Mm. Which that's part of what we didn't touch on last time that I really want to talk about today is the undercover work because like that's this whole crazy period of your oh, career and yeah, we ten just years. barely scratched the surface of that last time. But before we get too far away from it, I do need to know because you you've mentioned your older son being a SWAT sniper now also. Yes, who's the better shot? I am of course. <laughs> <laughs> so humble. <laughs> it's like it's like I tell everybody. I said you know what? I taught my son everything he knows. I didn't teach him everything I know. Mm. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so What's, if we go to the range right now, hundred yards is our hundred yards or meters that they yards. Oh, hundred yards, yards is nothing, man. Yeah, hundred yards is nothing. Well, I was just there and um, at Shooter's World over somewhere, and we walked by the hundred one, and I'm like, dude, that just goes on forever. It looked fake. It was unreal. And there's just dudes sitting down there with rifles, just aiming down. So if we go huh. there, and you and Eddie, we should find out who. I uh, mean, these these two would run pistol on a hundred yards. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, actually, yeah. I would like to see yeah. all of this. <laughs> it's awesome. But there's a big difference between yeah. military snipers and police snipers. Okay. Okay. And it's just like, like a hundred yard is nothing. You know, mm-hmm. we got, we got a dope set. I have my dope set up to 500 yards. Dope is your, your settings on your scope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a lot of snipers do that, but in real life and for reals, like I say, mm-hmm. um, a police sniper most likely will not take over a hundred yard shot mm. because of collateral damage and stuff like that you know a mm-hmm. lot of our situations are within and in the urban setting that we're in right now you know um i mean i think the farthest that i've ever set up was 59 yards wow a lot of the times because when i go um on, on a sniper op um i got my sniper rifle and then i have my ar a lot of times i just put my sniper on the side and i use my ar mm. because where the distance is so short yeah. you know less than 50 yards or something yeah. So, I mean, with, I could do a headshot with an AR. Yeah. You know? What's the furthest an AR can shoot, probably? Oh, an AR could shoot, um, let me see, 20, I think it's like accurately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, accurately. Like 2,500 meters. Okay. And then ac- how much further is a sniper than that? Oh, way, way further than that. Can you shoot mm-hmm. a mile? Well, it depends on the rifle. It depends on the rifle. I think the current... My um, only knowledge is I played... I watched the movie Shooter with Mark Wahlberg, and that's all of my sniper knowledge the, the movie. <laughs> I think the last I like heard, read an article or saw anything about it, the current record was a Canadian sniper at a mile and a half, I think. Is what he oh, pushed yeah. out to? I think, Canadian. Yeah, yeah, I think it's almost two miles, I heard. I mean, we probably trained him, but... 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I heard that too. But that's with a, uh, a I think it was a Barrett fifty caliber. Yeah, it almost had oh, to be. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, the I first Call of Duty, it was really powerful. Yeah. <laughs> the first recorded, you know, farthest, which was a, a mile, I believe, was um, Carlos Hathcock. Yeah, and all he did was he put a scope on top of a fifty caliber, not a fifty caliber rifle, but a regular Browning fifty mm-hmm. cal. Um, he put a scope on it, and with butterfly trigger. You know, butterfly trigger, 50 cal is automatic. Mm-hmm. Butterfly trigger, you press it, and if, I mean, you're going to empty out half a belt or something, you know. Wow. So to have the control to shoot just one round, and he did it on um, one of the hills that they were occupying. There was a female sniper that used to come out on the tree line via con and take pop shots at the hill. And then he just, you know, then one day he puts the scope on, and then he's just measuring, measuring. And one day she comes out, he pow, and she goes down. Wow. Yeah, so that was... um. And now we have a sniper school called the Hathcock School. Yeah, yeah. So, do you like uh, what are what are you rocking rifle wise? You don't even need to tell me exactly what it is if you don't want to, or we can talk about it off the air. But like, do you get to kind of build the rifle you want to do the job, or you got to kind of work with what they issue you? They a lot of times they we work with what what they issue us. Yeah. The good thing is the department that I work for. They ask me, "What do you want?" Yeah. Mm. You know, so I was um, I started out with a Remington seven hundred. Okay, and I ended up with an accurate international Mark Three. That's what I shoot now. It's an accuracy international. It's British made. What's it chambered in? Uh, three hundred eight. It's a very good rifle. Yeah. Very expensive rifle. The rifle alone is like five thousand dollars. The yeah. one that I have. What are you using wow. for glass? I have a Lupold. I'm sorry. I used to have a Lupold. I have a Night Force. Okay. Night Force, um, twenty four power. Yeah, fifteen to twenty four. So it's, it's it's very nice. You can you reach can, out and touch somebody. You can, yeah, you can reach <laughs> yeah, out and yeah. touch somebody that one. So I you, want to see a picture. What was it called again? It's uh, Accuracy International Accuracy. Mark III. So, I mean, if you're, you know, you said your 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 dope uh, is set at, at 500 yards. So, I mean, let's break that down for people a little bit, what that means. Like you're, when you go to zero your rifle, do you make when you're making sure that your round's hitting where your reticle is, where the little crosshairs in, in your scope is. Wow, this is beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful gun. Mine's name is Catalina. <laughs> and one whisper for her is deadly. <laughs> <laughs> because there, there's all these, like, bullets, it, they don't travel, it's not a laser. They don't travel no. on a straight line. There's all these forces impacting them, not the least of which is gravity and wind, which is, uh, like, if I remember right, gravity and wind are your, especially at the shorter, quote-unquote, shorter distances, those are the primary factors you have to exactly. consider is, is gravity and wind, right? And then exactly. there's other, you know, temperature can affect the whole Humidity, nine. Humidity. But so if stuff. you, with any gun, uh, rifle, handgun, otherwise, if you hold it out straight and you shoot a bullet straight and you drop a bullet at the same time that you pull the trigger, those bullets will hit, without anything else impacting affecting them, those bullets will hit the ground at the same time. Like the one leaving your gu- your your gun the effect of gravity is the same on that one as the one dropping from your hand. So people don't think about that. So you have to, if you're wanting to shoot a distance like 500, you're actually setting that up so that when you put your reticle, when you put the crosshairs in, in your sight on the target, that bullet's actually tracing an, an arc yeah, to hit where it's supposed to it's be. It's like you're lobbing it in. At yeah. dusk. And uh, like the the round that's common in uh, M4s, M16s, AR15s, the the five five six or two two three round, which are the same, they're just chambered in different pressures, but it's it's uh, you know the same projectile. And it gets you can really yeah, get exactly. into the weeds, but essentially the same. That that round actually drops and then rises some. 
Mm-hmm. It's really weird to, to zero out that round. But so when you say your dope set to 500, at 500 yards without you doing anything else, if you put your reticle on the target, that's where that bullet's going to hit. So when you say your dope's 500, that's that's exactly. what that means. Exactly. And mm-hmm. then basically, and basically I, I just know my rifle um, at 100-yard increments, you know, what my dope is. So, you know, if I'm going to shoot 100 yards, you know, I have my um, my dope list. And basically, it's it's taped into the inside of. Does dope my, stand for something, or is no, that short for something? No. Why is just, it called dope? I'm I, I'm sure I knew, and I probably forgot. Oh, okay. Um, but um, somebody's probably screaming right now at, <laughs> into their phone. It's this, you dummy. But um, it's um, we we just call it dope settings. Um, look it up and see, but. I want to say it has something to do with. Well, it looks like an acronym. It's it's all caps everywhere. Uh, data on previous engagement. Sounds about right. Yeah. So that's that. Yes. That's that zeroing process. Mm-hmm. That's a zero process. Yeah. So basically, it's like you know, I'll go to a, a 500 yard um, range, and I got my dope for 500. Okay. Now I go to real life scenario, and I either laser it or you know uh, guesstimate it. I say, okay, you know, my target is at 500 yards. Mm-hmm. Then basically, I just go, okay, at 500 yards, this is my minute of angle, mm. and I do my adjustments and I hit the target at that. Mm. You know, so everything is, is set. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, and we start at 25 yards. You know, 25 yards, 50 yeah. yards, 75 yards, 100 yards, and then we go to like you know 150, then 200, 250, 300. But like then that. you know, if you're if you're actually on a call. Um, you're. I assume you're typically in an elevated position, which might just be a residential roof line, but could be, you know, in a suburban setting, yes. or, or in a, you know, in a city setting, you could could be more elevated than that. But you're having to adjust not just for that distance and windage, but then your elevation exactly comes into and, factor. Yeah, and and the good thing is, I mean, when you're on on a top of one story um, house or in you know in a in a two story building, that elevation really doesn't affect as much yeah. as opposed to if you're in a five or six story and you're shooting more down at an angle. That's when it affects it. Mm. Now, is your uh, rifle bolt action or uh, bolt semi action. bolt? Yeah, bolt action. It's 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 the traditional rifle. Yeah. we have a lot of sniper rifles out there that are semi, you know, and they um kind of like built on an AR type platform. Yeah, I like those because you have a follow up shot quicker. Mm. But you know, after training, you're just as quick with the bolt then. Well, the initial design of the AR platform, which for for those of you listening where firearms aren't really your thing, AR doesn't mean assault rifle. Uh, It stands for Armalite, which is who developed it. And a guy named Eugene Stoner uh, designed it and developed it for them. And so there's this whole... Call of Duty puts it as assault rifle. There's this whole... there's this whole stoner line of firearms that are based on that same kind of uh, gas impingement system. Um, but uh, the original design was the AR-10, yes. which is chambered in 308. Same thing you're running through your sniper rifle right now. Exactly. Um, so it, it's designed for, it was built around a larger caliber than what the M16s and ultimately M4s and, and ARs. Uh, exactly, and that's I think what the, we, the SCAR rifles. I mean, you can get anything chambered in anything these days, but I think the SCAR was based on the 5.56 also, wasn't it? Same, yes. same caliber. I mean, you yes. can get it heavier, but... You can. Yeah. And that's why, you know, it's like you know, when we go deploy, it's like, you know, the sniper boy is talking back, hey, you taking your rifle? Yeah, you taking your stone thrower? Yeah, because it's after stoner. You know, we call it a stone thrower. Yeah. And then, um, um, but yeah, I always take both of them because if it's, like I said, if it's sniper rifle at certain distances, it's overkill. Mm. You know, yeah. I want to be able to identify who I shot. Yeah. You know, you shoot them at, you know, 
less than 50 yards, you're probably going to decapitate the individual. Jeez. You know, and that's, and that's again, that's, that's the target, the main mm-hmm. computer. Yeah. That's the target. You know, we've seen videos in sniper school. They showed us videos of, we saw one where a sniper took a body shot. He had a hostage in front of him, shorter lady, and he had a gun to his head, to her head. Sniper was set to his right. Mm-hmm. So the sniper basically thought, you know, I'm not going to take a headshot because I don't want brain matter falling on her and traumatizing mm-hmm. even more. He took a body shot, shot the guy on the right side of his ribs. Mm-hmm. The bullet ricocheted off a rib and went straight up. Oh, wow. And through the hostage. <sighs> so that was, you know, when, again, we do not talk about misfortunes of other officers, but we learn from them. Yeah, right. And this is one of the films that they were showing us in sniper school. It's yeah. been years, so I don't know if they still do. But that's one of the things, you know, that's why a lot of people say, you know, why? If you're a sniper, you know, you should be able to shoot the gun out of his hand. No. We have instances where that has happened. Mm-hmm. We had an individual that did shoot a 38 off in a guy's hand. Perfect, great shot. It was awesome. I think he was a little full of wind of himself. You know, he's saying he, he could shoot between heartbeats. <laughs> That's not possible, you know. Yeah. But, um, but um, he did do it, you know, and an awesome shot. But that hurt the sniper community because now mm. people expect us to do that. Right. We had a sniper in New York that there was a guy waving a gun outside the window, and he shot the guy in his forearm, and guy dropped the gun. Awesome, you know. But now people expect us to do yeah. that. Yeah. And you never know because those were best case scenarios. You know, it happened to them. It worked. Mm-hmm. Great. But there could be times where you shoot him in the arm, he just changes hands. If he's determined, yeah, yeah. changes hands and he does what he was set out to do. Well, and if even if you're, again, if you're not into firearms, you've never shot a gun at all. If you've watched the movie The Patriot, you, you hear Mel Gibson's character very early on as he's handing off firearms to his son uh, to ambush the British who have kidnapped, who have taken one of his other sons captive. Um, he reminds them, aim small, miss small. Aim small, miss small. And that's that's real advice. That's not movie stuff. And the the point being, uh, right? If I'm if I'm aiming at say a a button on your coat, we want to take that scenario from the Patriot. If I'm aiming on the button on your on your red coat and I miss, that's still what would now be called a combat effective shot, right? If I miss that button mm. by two inches. I've still hit your torso or or exactly. whatever. Yeah. Whereas if I'm trying to, you know, shoot the musket out of your hand and I miss, I miss. And it's still, even if you hit, that could not be a combat effective shot. That person's not out of the fight just because they can't use that hand anymore exactly. or whatever. And the idea isn't, you know, it's not. Uh, shoot to kill. It's not any of this stuff. It's it's stop the threat, right? It's it's combat effective. It's take that individual out of the fight, whether that's an intruder in your home or a terrorist on a battlefield. The idea is to take them out of the fight. Exactly, exactly. And by the time a sniper sets up, you know, on an actual call and stuff, by the time a sniper sets up, it's like everything else was exhausted. Yeah. You know, every other thing that they tried was exhausted. Now it's time to bring in the mm-hmm. sniper, you know, and that's, it's, it's, you know, like I say, you know, we shoot, you know, for the, the main computer, which is, you know, the noggin, and that's going to disconnect everything. Yeah. You know, and um, as far as I know, nobody has survived that. But I could. Uh, I'm sure you can. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you are the crowned squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so before we moved on to the undercover stuff, uh, longest shot, your, your longest shot, what have you pushed out to successfully? Well, I, I went to military sniper school also. So my longest shot where I hit my target was 800 yards. Nice. That's yeah. it. 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 800 yards. And the funny thing is, you know, because we're in the range, I mean, and this is like, and then it's like at every 100 yards, there's a berm, and you're on top of the berm shooting. Mm -hmm. So you shoot at your target, but then now you got to wait for them to, to bring up the target with, you know, color-coded stickies that they put on it, you know, to see yeah. why. So you're looking through the spotting scope to see if you hit it, you know, and then when you pops up and you see, you know, the black one's like, yeah, you know, I passed, you know. Mm. But it's, um, but, you know, military sniping is a lot more involved than, than yeah. police sniping, you know, because, I mean, a military guy, it's, it's, they do their, a lot of their adjustments. They don't preset their dopes. They look down the scope, they get their distance with their scope, they got their, their math down, and that's how they predetermine their, their dope. So that that is, and actually, I mean, we can't even call it a dope, you know, that's how they determine their distance because none of their stuff is, is predetermined. Mm. You know? So it's, it's, it is a lot more involved, and my hats go off to those guys because yeah. they're, yeah, they're, they're bad A's. So you didn't, you didn't shoot, uh, you weren't a sniper in the military, you were only a sniper... Yes. Outside. Oh, yes, okay. I was a sniper in the military. Um, gotcha. Wanted to, but the MOS that I had didn't require you to be a sniper, so they wouldn't send you. Ah, gotcha. So you don't get to carry a sniper rifle undercover unless you want to walk with a limp. Exactly. So, uh, like, uh, exactly. So how'd you end up? I mean, uh, undercover, I guess, could probably mean a lot of things. So in this context, like, uh, what what were you doing? How'd you get into that? Like, how'd you end up in that path? Um, started my police career, and um, I thought I wanted to be canine. Um, canine opening came up my second year um, in, and I put in for it. Didn't get it. You think Kuma could be a good canine police dog? Well, if we want to, you know, confuse the guy by all the licking, then, I was we, say, then yes. Based on my experience today, if they're hiding their drugs in their crotch, Kuma's, yeah. got, Kuma's got them covered. She goes, there's some here. Well, that, yeah, that's right. But yeah. I think everyone has something right there. Yeah, yeah she likes to juggle them. Okay. <laughs> but, and uh, I feel like we're sexually assaulting my dog. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I did not get the, the canine position. So I'm like, all right, you know, maybe next time. Then all of a sudden, it just hit me. So you know what? I think I'm going to concentrate in um, narcotics. So at the time, the narcotics lieutenant was covering for our lieutenant that was out sick. So he comes to me and he says, you know, hey, Ed, you know, what, what, what's your plan? What, what do you want to do? I looked at him. I said, I want to be undercover narcotics. He goes, you do? Yeah. Meet me at the city garage. I got a job for you. All right, cool, you know. So go over there. He's waiting for me. <clears throat> I get there. He goes, all right, take off your, your shirt, take off your vest, put on this sweatshirt. All right, here's the keys to this pickup truck. There's a known prostitute on Lee Road. Go pick her up. I'm like, huh? He goes, go pick her up. Here's 20 bucks, you know, cash, and do not pay her 20 bucks. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, all right, let's go, you know. So I go down that way. I'm wearing half a police uniform, you know. I still got my gun belt on. Mm. But I have this big sweatshirt over it, you know. So I'm like, all right, let's go pick this girl up. So I go down, I see her, I pull over. So I'm like, okay, what do I do? You know, they, so I say, hey, baby, you need some? She goes, boom, right in my car. I was like, that was easy, <laughs> you know. She's like, you looking for a date? And so I said, yeah. And she goes, all right, I do this, this, and this for this much. I'm gross. like, oh, snap, you know. So I'm like, yeah. And that was the gross part, too, because when the car door opened, you know, the car door opened, the light don't like come. She gets in there. She got all these little scabs up and down uh -huh. her arm. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, don't touch me, don't touch me. <laughs> you know, so then she's like, all right. I said, okay, no problem. 
Now, this is first time I go undercover per se. Right. All right. The plan was I go undercover, go down one of the side streets, patrol car's going to be behind me. As soon as the crime is committed, which means the sexual act is mentioned and a monetary value is given to it, mm. the crime is committed. You know, I don't have to wait for her to do it to me. Oh, okay. I was so, like, um, how yeah, far are no. you getting with this? Like, <laughs> no. Before you, so, uh, penguin, penguin, <laughs> penguin. <laughs> they, they rush in. Uh, the, the Why was, that's your, your safe word? I don't know, but pi- hey. Pi- pineapple. Pineapple, okay. Um, the thing is, I wasn't wired or nothing. Right. right. This was like spur of the moment. So as soon as the crime was committed, I was supposed to tap my brakes. Patrol car pulls me over. Great. Planned perfect. Okay. I'm driving, actually, and now that we mentioned that, um, I was driving a blue Taurus. That's what it was. It wasn't a white pickup. But that was later. That was the next day. I'm driving a blue Taurus. Okay. I'm going down the side road. I come up to the main road, which is 1792. Okay. Patrol cars behind me. I make a southbound turn. And as I make a southbound turn, a blue contour is going northbound. I'm in a blue Taurus. Blue contour goes northbound, patrol car goes behind the contour. Oh. <laughs> so then the contour goes all the way out to Rosemont. The contour had a rough night if they tapped their brakes. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, where, where is this where is this guy? I'm supposed to get, I'm, I'm tapping the brakes, tapping the brakes, okay. She's like, okay, pull over here, you know. So we, we predetermined place, I pulled over. I'm like, okay, you know, it's not she's scooting over. I'm like, oh, no, wait, 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 wait. You know, and then I told her, this is the first time I do this. I'm nervous, you know, let's get out of here. You know, so I come out. She calm down, baby. And so now she's rubbing my arm. And I'm like, oh, please don't touch me. Please don't touch me. You know, so then I'm driving now. Okay, let's go someplace else. Okay, so I'm looking around. I'm like, okay. My pager goes off. We had alphanumeric pagers back then. Right. So she's like, are you a police officer? No, no, I'm a supervisor for sanitation. You know, you know, I got a, the hard hat is in there. I got a, a sweatshirt. You know, my guys are getting ready to go out. You know, so I just, I got a break, you know. She goes, okay. So I read my pager. It says LT wants you to return to the city. And I'm like, I've never left the city. What are they talking about? Well, it was because the contour was already by Rosemont, side of the city. So I'm like, oh my God. Okay, so we go behind this other business, right? So she's like, okay, she's scooting over. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I said, no, 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 I'm nervous. Wait, wait, let's, let's go someplace else. So we go She goes, calm down, baby. She's, oh, you're so cute. You're so nervous. As soon as she says that, she sees my keychain. Well, my keychain had a police keychain on it. You know, it had the logo and everything. Yeah. She's like, you are a cop. You know, I'm like, no, what are you talking about this? No, man, my son gave me that. His SRO gave it to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she believed everything, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, okay, but now I'm sweating. I'm like, what the heck? I'm just going to have to. So I told her, you know, you know what? Forget it. Never done this. You know, I, I feel feel weak. She goes, oh, don't worry about it. Let's do it. I said, okay. As soon as she says that, I'm going you know, south on the main avenue, all of a sudden I see a patrol car. Now everybody in the squad is scrambled looking for me. <laughs> I see a patrol car going north. I look at, at the officer, and the officer's looking at me. We're both wide-eyed. She whips a Yui, gets behind me, pulls me over. I'm like, oh, great, you know? So then um, pulls us over. They take her out. They arrest her. I go back to the station, put on the rest of my uniform, then go into booking. I'm sitting across the table from her. She's sitting down, and she's like, who are you? So I'm the officer going to arrest you. She goes, okay, what happened to the guy that picked me up? Oh, man. So I looked at my supervisor, and he's like, you see? He's like, they're never going to recognize you. And then it's like, I'm sitting right there. And it was me with her in the car. Yeah. She never recognized me. But the best part of the, of the story, 
I forgot in the beginning when I picked her up. She gave me what, what she would do for 20 bucks. I had 20 bucks. But I told her, man, all I have is $12. She goes, okay, I'll do it for $12, but I need five for gas. She goes, okay. Gosh. So basically, <laughs> whatever she told me she was doing, it was going to be for seven bucks. So, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Jeez. But the bug, I was bit. That was it. I was taken hook, line, and sinker. But so they, you, you arrested her. Like, does she, like what happens to her life? Like, does she get help? Do does is there yeah, systems like, in place to like, there get is. her off? Yeah, there is. Uh, the thing is, they have to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. You know, once they go um, in front of the judge, then you know, obviously she was she was tweaking. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she had you know these little scabs. You know, we call them um, meth scabs or, or crack right. scabs. They pick at their skin and mm-hmm. because they think they have little bugs or something, and they just cut themselves. Yeah. When they go to court, you know, um, there's a lot of things that they have in place in the jail system also. They have, you know, counseling for them. They have um, rehab in there for mm-hmm. them, you know, but they have to take advantage of it. They can't force help. They have to want it. Right. Case. Now, a lot of times the judge says, you know, I'm going to sentence you to rehab. You know, oh, you yeah. have to go to, that's part of your sentence. Mm-hmm. So, but those are usually for the frequent flyers or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Yeah, but there are a lot of programs in place. They just have to take advantage of it. Gotcha. That's the thing. And then, but like I said, that's when I got the bug bit me. On the next day, did the same thing, but this time I bought crack cocaine off someone. And uh, same thing. Half police uniform. This time I was in a white pickup. And pulled up, asked for, you know, got a 20 rock. They gave me the 20 rock. And um, I left. They came down. The other guys came down. and took them down. You know, um, and, and that was it, man. I was like, you know, I want to be. Now, I've been burned a couple of times. Like, mm. Uh, someone sold me a piece of tile one time for in lieu of crack, mm. you know. But you sell fake crack or real crack, it's still the same charge. Wow. Because mm-hmm. you sold it as if it was crack. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm talking about this is back in 97, 98. You know, a lot of the laws have changed, mm-hmm. but I think it's still the same. You know, if you sell counterfeit drugs, the charge is still the same as mm-hmm. it's real drugs. So because this is the Solid Zone podcast, on the office, there's a couple of warehouse guys that sell Michael a caprese salad as marijuana from uh, Bob so Vance Refrigeration. Could they have been, they could have been arrested for selling marijuana at the time. They could have. Yeah. Well, at least if it was in the state of Florida. Who knows what happens in Pennsylvania? What happens in Pennsylvania stays in Pennsylvania. It's the wild yeah, west exactly. up there. Um, how much are you like? So like have you do things undercover, you obviously like this lady, if she did recognize you, like say she knew scary people or you've had to arrest scary people, like how does how do they how do you get protected from that kind of world to come back after you? Basically it's it's on your own because there's only so much they could do to protect you. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was undercover and I went from different levels. I went from street level to mid level to high level. Oh wow. You know, different task forces that I was in. Um and, you know, there are or there was two legitimate hits out there. Oh, wow. Me. You know, um, the FBI, they come to me and say, hey, this is legit. You know, you need to watch out for this, watch out for this, watch out for this. Um, and those are two of the individuals that I, you know, put away myself. Mm-hmm. I was undercover. Um, but, you know, I've bumped into a lot of people that I have arrested. I've bumped into a lot of people that I've dealt with in an undercover capacity. You know, I've been with my family out like in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. And I've already had my wife preempt on this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I always told her, I say, hey, if I walk away from you, I'll tell you to get away from me. And I walk away from you, just do it. Yeah. You know, and several times, you know, it, it has happened where, 
you know, I just got to push her aside. And I'm like, get away from me, you know, and, and I keep walking. Because you don't want y- your wife, obviously, to be exactly. identified with you. Exactly. And that's why I stopped wearing my wedding ring. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that's a ploy, something like that. You know, when my wife, I first thought, you know, oh, yeah, you're not wearing your wedding? I said, no, baby, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. But she's like, oh, yeah, sure. But then when a couple of these instances mm-hmm. happened, then she realized why. Yeah. You know, the first time she saw an overnight bag in my car, oh, she flipped. <laughs> She goes, why do you have to, you know, I like, and then my first trip to Miami, I called her, hey, I got to go buy some underwear. I got to go buy this because you took my overnight bag. Yeah. Then she realized, okay, it is part of the job. Gosh, man. So are there no guidelines in place where it's like, okay, you you live here, so you're not going to operate within X distance from your house? Like, it, it, there's really no, because you go where the dope takes you. Yeah. You know, when I was working, when I was working street level, I only worked in the city where I work now. Yeah. You know, that was only it. But when I was working mid-level, I was all over Orange County and Osceola County because I worked for the Ninth Judicial Circuit, which encompasses Orange County and Osceola County. Um, so there's really no, you know, you don't know who you're going to bump into. Yeah. And I mean, perfect example is I arrested my neighbor, you know, four houses down. Wow. And put him away for 25 years. <sighs> Yeah, my neighbor, which we knew because his little brother used to come. We gone to each other's, you know, little brother's birthday parties and this and that. He used to come play with our kids mm-hmm. and all that. So it was, it was very close to home. Yeah, yeah, it was very close to home. Well, we we've had. I don't think you guys have. Uh, we've talked about it because he was SWAT. I think you guys have crossed paths in that capacity, but not not with us. But our buddy Mike Redacted that comes on the podcast all the times. He he's run into guys that he he's rolled up like at one of the local shooting ranges. Like he's going to shoot on his on his own time and sees seen guys sees, there that yeah. he's arrested. That, yeah, that happens. And, and he looks at their target and it's a picture of Mike Redacted's head. And well, like, I, was, <laughs> I was about to say, most of the time, if you're at the range and you see these guys shoot, you're probably less scared <laughs> once you see their target. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, I've had you know there was a time there I haven't seen them in a while, but there's a time where you know this white van will go down the neighborhoods trying to sell these um, frozen packs of meat. You know, like this dry frozen vacuum. Uh-huh. And one time I was a knock on my door and I go open my door and lo and behold, somebody that I had arrested. And I look at him, he looked at me, his eyes got this big. I think he even dropped the, the box of steaks and stuff. Ooh, free steak. And, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and he just looked at me, you know, I drew and I, you know, wow. I put him on the wall. And I'm like, what are you doing here? You know, and I mean, I used a lot more explicit language, <laughs> you know. And uh, he's like, I swear, I didn't know this. I don't know you lived here. I didn't, I, I'm selling this and that, you know. And he showed me his ID and stuff. This this is just a coincidence, you know. I'm like, get off of my, my mm-hmm. front porch. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Get your steaks, you know. And grab me. Leave the steak. Leave the steak. Yeah, and but that was that happened to be a coincidence. But Jeez. You know. And then that, I'm sure that night you're you're probably sleeping with one eye open. Oh yeah, yeah. That night, I'm any bump in the night, I'll go look around and stuff, yeah. and I'm like, okay, you know, I guess it was a coincidence, you know. But but it's like you know. And then the next day, of course, you know, I ran his name completely, let the squad know, hey, this is what happened to me last mm-hmm. night. So then, you know, they tailed him for a couple of days and they're like, yeah, I mean, he actually is working for that company and stuff. And apparently since he's got out, he's he's been clean. I'm like, all right, cool. It worked. Yeah, hey, good for him. Yeah. yeah. Slinging steaks. Yeah, yeah exactly. But Use, yeah. Putting his skill set to use. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how different, I mean, how different is the skill set from exactly. selling crack to selling steak? It's just the, the gift of gab, you know. Yeah. It's, it is, you know, it's probably more, more money in crack, but, you know, the thing is you're always looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were you were street level, mid tier, and high tier, what's your favorite story to tell when you were high tier? 
believe it or not, high tier. I wasn't deep undercover. Mm. I did some undercover high tier, but it's mostly paperwork. Okay, yeah. let's go to mid tier. What's your <laughs> favorite story? <laughs> now, mid tier, mid tier, that had a lot of action. I was, um, I was in a local task force. Um, I'm not going to mention them because they're still active, right. but it's the uh, the longest running task force. I mean, this task force could be its own police department if it wanted to. You know, it it is made up of different officers from different agencies within Orange County, and um, you know they're divided into into three groups: you know, organized crime, vice crime, and narcotics. I was narcotics, um, and. My, I mean, we did so many things. Back then, we called it gunning and running. You know, now they do mostly long-term investigations, which I'm glad it was because I'm, I'm not really a long-term type of guy. Mm-hmm. I'm one of these, you know, you know, bust them, you know, a week later, stuff like that. Um, you know, gunning and running. That's mm-hmm. what I liked. Um, the cool thing about it was, you know, I had fake name, fake ID, fake social. I even had a green card. You know, I had my whole backstory already set up where I was from, you know, why I had a green card and so on and so forth, you know, my birthday and all this stuff and um, and what my name was and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, should, I should have brought the ID so you guys could see it though. next time. Next time. That's cool that you still time. have it. Yeah, I, I still have it because now it's, it's a memory thing, you know, it's yeah. like a memorabilia. Excuse me. And, um, <clears throat> but, you know, one of my favorite stories God, I got so many, they're just running in my mind right now. <laughs> but um, there was a um, a club named Roxy's. Uh-huh. It's no longer Roxy's. I, I, was there, yeah. I was there the other night. It was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, no, true story. Uh, well, never mind. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that one out here. <laughs> uh, the, good, the, the, the cool thing is, you know, I was there and it was... Um, our, target, our target was pills. Uh-huh. You know, um, MDMA, ecstasy, stuff like that. Our target was pills. And I went in there and met the the big guy that was in. Everybody knew that he was sitting there. He had an apartment across the street, you know. So I ended up going to his apartment. Um, a lot of the times we don't like moving, you know, like like locations. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, my, my train of thought is, you know, the only ones that don't move locations are cops. Mm. You know. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell my sergeant, I said, we need to be flexible. He allowed it. Um, so I mean, we went across the street. Long story short, you know, I go in there. He's having a party in his apartment, you know. And, you know, this girl's scantily clad walking around, you know, as in with nothing on. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, cool. You know, and then um, one of them, he, you know, he snaps fingers at one. You know, I'm sitting down on like in a papasan. He, she sits on my lap and stuff. But something is bugging me because her appearance looks very young. Mm. So I'm like, hey, you know, what's... How old are you, sweet? You know, I'm sweet talking, sweet talking. And I'm like, yeah, how old are you? Isn't that? Mm-hmm. And then she tells me she was under 18. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> get off me. Yeah. You know, I pushed her and she looked at me, you know, and, then, and she she said a couple of uh, choice words, you know, mm-hmm. of my um, sexual orientation. And then um, I'm like, before I was able to retort, he popped out of nowhere and just gave her one, you know. Wow. And I'm like, oh, snap. You know, hey, y'all do, you know, relax. You know, no, 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 you know. You treat, these are my clients, you treat them good respect and this and that, get back in the room and stuff. So I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. I bought what I was there to get, I left, and this was supposed to be a long-term investigation. But I went to my sergeant when I turned over, because they were waiting for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. This complex was surrounded. All my partners are out there, just waiting for me to give the trouble word and they're gonna come in after me, you know? Um, 
So we had a predetermined, okay, let's meet over here. I turned everything over to that. And I told him, hey, we got to go in there now. Mm. He goes, what's up? So I told him, he's like, okay. So he called the uh, uniform guys and said, we need to go now. Now, excuse me, went in there and uh, three of the girls that we got were reported missing. Wow. So I'm like, oh man, look at this. But that was like, that would have been a very good long-term investigation thing. But because of the circumstances. Yeah. We had to squash it there. Yeah. Gosh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So that that's one of the stories. I mean, I worked another one where you know, the guy had horses and he would hide the dope in the horses without getting too graphic. They were yeah, mares. No, I think we can, right? uh, yeah. No, check. Yeah. So then it was yeah. just like, I'm not touching that, bro. He's yeah. like, here, man, don't worry about this and that. I'm like, okay, you know, that's the one that went away. That's the one that has supposedly the, the head on me. But that was um, that when, I mean, Puerto Rico was involved, um, New York, you know. So it was like he was like international, not international, but he, you know, he yeah. was out of the state, and uh, it was heroin at that time. But it was um, and because I'm Puerto Rican, it was easier for me to work the heroin scene mm. than any of the other guys, you know. Mm-hmm. The white dudes or the, or the black one or the black undercover officers it was a lot easier because in that time it was in the com- Puerto Rican community in the Latino community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's <clears throat> and some people say that it's racist to say this or what or what, but you know, certain races have their certain choice of drugs. And nowadays, a lot of the drugs just spans every race. You know, but in back then in that time, you know, you know, the heroin was mostly a um, a Latino Puerto Rican choice. Of drug, you know, the hard stuff. Somewhere Lynn Manuel is crying. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So then um um it was easy for me, even though I was a short chubby guy, because I I used to weigh a lot, you know, but I never posed as a user. I always posed as a seller. Mm. You know, and then the good thing is when I used to go on the cover, we had a pool of cars that we were able to use, seize the cars. And I always took the Mercedes or the BMW, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll go buy or go pick up the drugs that I was going to buy. And um, yeah, they would tell me, you know, take a hit or this and that. I'm saying, no, man, I'm not a user. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's why I'm driving that and mm-hmm. you're driving that yeah. POS Toyota. They're like, all right, all right, man. Don't have to get personal, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, don't. You know, so being, and a lot of people think that, you know, you have to try it, you know, to be a real in the cupboard. No, yeah. you don't. You know, I've got, you always, you got to have the gift of gab. Yeah. You know, and, I always posed as a as a seller, not a user, because mm-hmm. I was too healthy looking to be a user. Yeah. You know? Now I had some partners that they looked like death's door, <laughs> you know, and they used to pose as as users. Yeah. But you know, we used them for different types of operations. Yeah. You know, it, it's pretty neat because undercover is like chess. You know, we have the sergeants, the lieutenants, and then they're like, okay, you know, I, I could have a case and I bring it to the table, and I'm like, you know, but. I can't work the undercover. One is, you know, they don't they don't want the case agent being the undercover agent also. So we would team up. You know, I'll be the case agent, you're the co-case agent, you're my undercover guy for this. Mm-hmm. You know. But depending on the type of drug, then <clears throat> I'll open it up to the rest of the guys. You know, there was fifteen of us. I say, Okay, I got this guy that could get me crack cocaine, you know, and I will go to one of the black undercover guys. I need you to do the undercover for me. Yeah, okay, yeah, no problem. You know, and they would do it. Or, you know, hey, I got this guy's gonna sell me some pills. Then I would have to go to the, the the white guy that has the platinum blonde hair, you know, cause we I had a partner that was um 
freaking Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he looked like. <laughs> I mean, he used to wear Adidas getup from head to toe. He had the platinum spiked hair, and his thing was a raver. That was his on the cover. Boy, he was killing the, the the pill scene. Yeah, killing it. You know, so it was just like when you see us all together, it's like this group group picture of us. It's like you know one of these things don't belong type yeah. of thing it's like <laughs> none of these know, things this, yeah <laughs> this group of people will never be together in the real world yeah mm-hmm. you know it was crazy i mean and just to give you a picture when i started on the cover i looked like um chong from cheech and chong <laughs> i looked just like him just dressed in denim i had the big old shaggy beard yeah. longer hair i used to wear a red bandana and then i had my little glasses <clears throat> you know people call them uh, um harry potter glasses nice i had my little glasses and yeah i look just like chong from cheech and chong that's funny yeah, it was crazy and then as i changed the units then my look started um changing also yeah yeah i started out with the long hair then it just went to shorter and then you know and then you I sound went, very attractive at this <laughs> moment in time <laughs> you should have seen me back then so i mean did it ever feel futile Right, like the, the the drug war, at least the way we've fought it in this country, just makes no sense to me no. whatsoever. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not a politician, I'm not a professor, but I am a thinker. And it just seems like we just fund both sides of this thing. Uh, Americans, yeah. Americans buy all the drugs. If we weren't buying, they wouldn't be shipping them here. That's true. And then we spend all the money to catch the guys and keep the drugs out, and we don't keep them out. Because That's true. How, how could you, right? Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it just keeps coming. Yeah, I don't want to say it's a losing battle, but it is a back and forth. Yeah. It's a back and forth. You know, I arrest one one guy, you know, two take his place. Yeah, because there's always someone waiting for the you know the the big dog to fall, so then they could take his place. You know, there's always somebody there waiting. You know, I remember we I worked uh, an operation together with Seminole County, and um, it was a, a Spanish operation, and um, I ended up doing the interview for one of the Spanish um, news um, TVs. Um, and did the interview in Spanish, and I remember because this, this stuck with me, and, and you know a lot of people make fun of me of that stuff. But I told him, you know, um, <clears throat> at the end of the interview, I'm like, you know, can I say that we won the war on, on drugs? He said no, but we gave them a, a very hard blow. You know, no pun intended. Right. And um, that was like, you know, everybody was like, ooh, a very hard blow, Eddie. Ooh, ooh you know. <laughs> but um, but it was like you know, the last thing I said, and it was like a ton, ton, ton. Right. Know? And then the way that the Spanish news does it, you know, it's like you're watching a novella. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's it's you know we we may not win the the war on drug, but um, you know we could get good hits in there. Yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is there. I don't know. I don't know what stop, stop buying drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Take the demand away and then there's But you know. it's so good. <laughs> but that yeah. that's where I'm like, you know, I'm not i I'm not a pure libertarian where I'm like, I don't think I am. I, I don't know. I, I don't have I haven't like clearly delineated my stance here, right? I'm not like, hey, sell crack in Walgreens. I, I'm not I'm not there. But it does seem just about like people who, who want to use are using. Whether it's like the laws aren't stopping them. No. The demand is still there. You know, and that, you know, now what is um, a really different, like, facet to the war on drugs at this point is all this crap with fentanyl. That's uh, crazy. Coming out and, and, it, and it's not, you know, it's not Central and South America. It's not all these places we're used to. It's not, uh, you know, Taliban growing poppies. Yeah. It's Chinese knowingly and willingly just it's- cranking this stuff out. And, I mean, you want to talk about it. Everybody's worried about the death toll from COVID. Look at the numbers from fentanyl overdoses. And it's, and it's crazy. I mean, it's, I have a, a, a 
a personal uh, friend that um he wears fentanyl patches legitimately you yeah. know he's i mean his back is all jacked up he's right. got more he looks like a cyborg he's got so much hardware in him and he gets these you know puts on these fentanyl patches for the pain um his wife helps him put these patches on and he tells her you know wear your glove this and that you know one day i mean he's he's facing forward she comes behind him and he hears her go sniff right so he's like he looks at her and she's looking at him he's like did you just smell that patch he she's like she goes yeah i was i was curious what it smells like it doesn't smell he goes oh my god put it down put it down as soon as he said that she started getting loopy and all she did was just sniff and she has a habit of sniffing everything right so it does not surprise it doesn't surprise me that she sniffed this but she did and she all she did was smell it you know because she was curious yeah. you know and he's like you know but i didn't touch it you know but you smelled it you know put it down you know i'm gonna call 911 as soon as he said that well she started getting loopy and started going out and they had to call 911 they had to come i'm not sure if they narcanned her or not yeah. But but they uh, they took her to the hospital, bro, because he said, you know, she she smelled, you know, fentanyl. Then everybody's like, on purpose? What? <laughs> no, not on purpose. You know, she has a bad habit of smelling stuff, and and then um, but it's 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 no joke. Fentanyl is no joke. Um, I was on scene one time when we had a Narcan, one of our officers, and what is uh, Nar? What say it again? Narcan. Mm-hmm. Narcan is it has a scientific name. I can't remember it right now because mm-hmm. I'm on the spot. Yeah. But Narcan, what it does is it counteracts the, the effects of like heroin, um, heroin oh, okay. you know, fentanyl. <clears throat> um, and what it is, I mean, it's like it's like the, the magic dose, what it is. We have um, nasal sprays. You mm-hmm. know, it's just little, put in your, in your nose, press it, and it's it's like a nasal spray. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does it, it counteracts the effects of um, heroin, um, fentanyl, wow. um, and... Um, but when you use that on someone that's like overdosing on heroin, get ready to fight. Because mm. as soon as they, I mean, they pop out and they pop out fighting. Wow. Because they're mad at you because you just took their high away. Right. You know? And what are these fentanyl patches? It's like a nicotine patch where he's trying to get off of. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But his fentanyl patch is for pain. Fentanyl is used for pain. Mm-hmm. It's a pain medicine. That's what they use it for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they use it for anesthesia or nothing like that. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but um, the fentanyl is, is they use it for, for pain, and you know, like I said, he has a jacked up back, and he used to use the fentanyl patches for pain. Um, gotcha. You know, he was always walking around like like you know, he was a zombie. Yeah. He was, oh, he's got a patch on. You know. Yeah. Well, but, and uh, it's you know there are like with all things, I mean there there are some legitimate uses. Yes. For it. Uh, but as I understand, it, I mean, just really easy to form an addiction to. And then now, it you know, there's there's all this recreational use, intentional and unintentional. I think a lot of the overdoses are, are unintentional because it gets cut into other things. It does. And that's the problem. It gets yeah. it gets used to get cut, gets cut into cocaine. Um Shoot, we have a lot of people that that are um, which is this is why I only buy my cocaine at reputable establishments. Exactly, and that's what I recommend. (laughs) Heisenberg, (laughs) it's a joke. It's a joke. Sorry, (laughs) DEA, whoever's listening, it's a joke. But it's, um, I mean, it's crazy. You know, nowadays you got to be careful because you don't know what what you're buying. Yeah, you know, we've had individuals that you know all I smoked was a you know a joint, a marijuana cigarette. You know, it was laced with something because marijuana is not going to put you down like that. Yeah. You, know? you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and the funny thing is that, you know, as someone is selling heroin that, you know, it's been known that three people overdosed on it. Guess what? Not everybody, everybody that uses heroin wants that heroin. Oh, I want the one that so-and-so died on. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, are you crazy? Somebody just died. I know it's real good. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the, the, the word on the street, you know. Oh, this guy overdosed over here. We need to go over there and get that one. It's crazy. Because they're chasing that first high. Yeah. Is what it is. That's nuts. You should just get high on Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Amen, brothers. <laughs> Bow your head and close your eyes. I'm high on life. <laughs> So, and that was uh, 10 years you did that, and then? 10 years I did that. Um, almost cost me my divorce, because my wife has had enough. God bless her, so she did put up with a lot. She did put up with a lot. Um, sometimes I think back, and I said, you know, I was kind of selfish, because mm. I did what I wanted to do, but she supported me, because she knew yeah. that's what I wanted to do. Um, but I was just thinking of my career back then, you know, well, and there's got to be somewhat, I mean, we've talked about this with actors, and forgive me if I'm using movie terminology, like even though you're not doing, you know, deep cover, like you're not this person extended periods of time right. necessarily, but you are living a, a double life. Like you walk out the door and go to work, and you're this other guy with this other birthday and this yeah. other history. And I would imagine at times it would be tough to keep track of who you are at any given time. So, sometimes, yeah, you know, they... um. Those that go deep undercover, like, you know, have a separate apartment, you know, have nothing to do with their department, you know, they go to secret places to meet with their handler. Now, those are like deep undercover guys. Those are, you know, DEA guys, FBI yeah. guys, you know. Um, I wasn't deep undercover. There's that great movie, what is it, with Charlie Sheen, where he's like infiltrating the biker gang. Yes, that is an awesome movie. Oh, my gosh, it's um, fantastic. I and that's, say it's, it's based on a true story, though. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I, I want to say it, it was based on... Um, there's an undercover, um, a DEA undercover guy. I read the book. It's called Solo Angel. And yeah, he infiltrated that, yeah. the Hells Angels. Beyond the Law? Beyond the Law is the one with um, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, that was in 93. But yes. I, was, I was thinking of that when you were talking about what car you would pick to uh -huh. go and use. Because there, there's actually part of, the, part of this story. And I don't know if this is part of the true story or not. They tried to send this other agent in to also infiltrate. And he uses a bike that had been impounded, that had been confiscated. Whereas exactly. Charlie Sheen, like the bike he his character uses, or that this agent uses, like he built from scratch he with a real biker himself. guy. So, so this other guy rolls up with this bike for, that had been impounded or whatever, and the guys immediately recognize it as somebody it belonged to. So you didn't ever have any issue like that, where where it's like, hey, that's my that's my buddy's little no. Supra, you know, whatever. No, they didn't didn't have issue with that. Um, the cars that we got. We're in the state of Florida, but we're from like Jacksonville or Miami, you know, then um, basically we, we trade with them, yeah. what it is. Because um, um, one of the good thing is in the group that I was in, it's made up of different agencies. One of the agencies was FBI. Yeah. And even though they did not have an active member there, the FBI did support us. So, you He's, know. I'm going to be as vague as I can be. And if we should cut this out after, tell me. But we have a mutual friend. Who's okay. on a task force? Is, is he? Is that the task force he's on right now, um, or is it something bigger? No, I think that's that's, that is that's what force. he's working with right yep. now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's it is, and that it was awesome. And I mean, they used to refer to us as the princes of the city because without without saying so much, you know, there's times where there's nothing going on, but you have to go build your reputation. So we used to go downtown. And go hang out at the bars and stuff and um, start fights. You know, we used to start fights. Um, OPD would come, you know, rushing in, you know, yeah. like always. And then uh, when they get us, they're like, guys, and they would recognize us. They knew who we were. 
and that you guys are killing us, you know? So they will take us to the side, pretend like they're arresting us and stuff. Yeah. And then either drive us down the block or let us go from there. Now, in a situation like that, like obviously, like part of the point is that you guys get rolled up too, because if you don't, that's its its own thing. But are they kind of lenient and like let the other guys walk? Because it's like, how are you going to arrest this guy who you know, you know in your heart, this dude was in a bar fight because this chump over here started a bar fight because exactly. he needed to be known as the guy who started a bar fight. Exactly. Otherwise, this guy might have just had a couple of drinks and gone home. Yeah. A lot of times what they end up doing with that is either taking them to a drunk tank, letting them sober up. Or a lot of times they just grab the information and stuff like, all right, it's your lucky day. You know, we're going to let you go and yeah. this and that and, and stuff like that. And they, what happened to the other guys? Oh, we took those down because they had warrants for their arrest. And all that did was build our reputation. Yeah. The next time when we come down, people start giving us a wide berth. We're like, okay, it's working. Yeah. You know, because yeah. now we got that reputation. Oh, you don't want to mess with these guys. Yeah. You know, that was the fun part. And that's the thing. And, you know, what you were talking about, you know, guys that, that go too deep. And we call that going native. Right. You know. And, you know, if you start going native, you get yanked quick. You know, sergeant pulls you out, lieutenant pulls you out. And they're like, you know, you get a wake-up call, you know, slap you around. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, you're going native on us. Um, but that was... Um, How can the sergeants tell? Like, what are some common signs that... Um, a lot of officers start missing days. Mm. Officers start um, hanging out with the individuals that they were investigating, but they're not hanging out for a reason. It's just hang out to hang out mm -hmm. you know um you know stuff like that and they're like you know hey what's going on where you been you know and then that's when you know like, hold on hold on a second something something's going on something's not right you know a lot of officers you know start losing weight or start gaining weight you know um and it's um you know the, we have our supervisors there and part of the job is to keep an eye on us mm -hmm. you know keep an eye on us you know make sure that we're doing good make sure you know our our family life is okay. Then they're not, you know, not stressed out because you know there's a lot of money involved. Also, any given time, you know, I have five, six hundred dollars cash on me. That might not sound like a lot, but you know, somebody walking around with five, six hundred dollars cash, you know, um, and you know, officers that you know have money problems and stuff, um, then it could, you know, it could create create an issue. You know, in this line of work, they say the three B's will get you: booze, broads, and bucks. Mm. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, how easy is it to say, yeah, no, I, you know, I paid that guy $150 for whatever he sold me, but you gave him a hundred bucks. Exactly. You know, and now that's your $50. Exactly. And, it's very, very and if easy. that's just rolled up in his nut, like how would they know the difference anyways? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the thing, you know, it's very easy. You know, a lot of, you know, we call it INV money, you know, inventory money and what it is. And, you know, they would just give us the money. Okay. You know, go make your reputation or, you know, go, go buy something. Mm -hmm. So I would go, you know, I have $500. I'll go and buy $200 worth of, of marijuana, you know. When I come back, you know, put the evidence away, write the receipt, give it to the sergeant. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's it. He takes my word. That's how much I spent on yeah. what I bought, you know. Um, and a lot of times, and, and I mean, the cool part is, you know, when you're undercover, you know, we were allowed two drinks an hour, mm. you know. Back then, you know, I wasn't much of a drinker, you know. I, one drink would last me the whole night. Yeah. You know, I would throw it away or, you know, and but towards the end, I started drinking them all, you know. So then that's when you start, you're like, well, you got to recognize yourself, yeah. you know. Um, during that time, I was, um, I don't want to say very active in church, but I was a very um, uh, active church goer. You know, I was there every Wednesday, every Sunday, mm -hmm. um, towards the end of my um undercover career and the uh 
the pastor that you know i say he's he's my um my spiritual brother you know um the one that um talked to me about getting baptized and i got because i was raised um catholic right so the one that um basically brought me in closer um <clears throat> awesome individual miss him miss him a lot um and it was crazy because as I was getting into my undercover career, when I first went to church, I used to sit in the front pew, all the way in the front. Then, you know, as I started getting shadier and shadier, my seat started going back and back and back. And now at this time, I'm sitting up in the rafters, you know? But a lot of times after service, we'll be standing there because, you know, we're waiting for the crowd to go out and stuff, you know, talking to friends. And all of a sudden, I hear my name on the speakers, you know? <laughs> Ed, I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, it's Jesus, God. is that you? <laughs> And then when I yes, looked down, <laughs> when I looked down to the stage or the altar, you know, it was the pastor. He's calling me down, and you know, he'll call me down. He says, you know, I got this on my heart. You know, I got I got to pray for you. You know, um, you're gonna be going through some dark times. You know, and I'm like, actually, you know, in an hour, I got to go meet the guys because we're going to a booby bar. I got to go undercover, and I'm having a hard time with it. You know, so then mm. it, it was funny because you know, you know, he would call me to the front because hey, I, I feel like I have to pray for you. Cause you're gonna go through some dark times now, and it was I was struggling yeah. that you know okay now you know I'm in church and an hour later I'm gonna be in a booby bar yeah you know how you know hypocritical is that and stuff but you know and he and I told him you know you know I feel like a hypocrite he goes you're working you know and he broke it down to me he goes it's your job you know um, as long as you do your job within your parameters mm -hmm. if you go outside the parameters you will know it yeah. you know so that that was a cool thing. Um, I used to hang out in a lot of clubs. Now, one thing was, in one of the clubs, I bumped into another church church goer there. <laughs> that it was a, a female, and when I came back to church the next day, it had spread around that I was in the clubs. You Jeez. know, so then I pulled her husband aside. I said, "Hey, tell your wife I was undercover. Okay, I'm there working. All right, she didn't see me do nothing inappropriate." Now, my question is, what was she doing in the club? Yeah, I was there as somebody else. <laughs> she was just there as her. <laughs> exactly. You know, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of things. And, and that's the thing, you know, in, in this world, when you go in there, you know, you're, <clears throat> especially, you know, if, if you're a, a, a church goer, you know, there's people in church that see you, recognize you, then they see you out in the streets doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Then they're like, what are they? So now you have to guard against that. Then you have to guard against the ones that you're targeting, you know? And then you got to be on guard when you go out with your family. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, it got to be very chore-like. Yeah. You know, so going if, out. if you're undercover somewhere, like say you're, you're at the club and there is someone in your personal life recognizes you and then comes up to you and says your real name, but then you're with the guy you're trying to arrest and he knows you as a different name. Has that kind of scenario almost happened or happened? It, it has happened. And basically, um, a lot of the times when it's like, if it's females or if it's guys, you know, I'll go with um, the, the person that I'm in, you know, my target, mm -hmm. you know, let's say, you know, Kale sees me mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he starts beeline to me, you know, and I already know Kale's coming because, you know, the first thing we do is we look around and stuff. Yeah. I'll go up to you and say, I said, dude, I owe this guy money, get him off my tail, you know? Mm -hmm. So then now I walk away and then you intercede without knowing that you were, you know, interceding for me telling him to get to get away, you know? Or a lot of times, if I see someone that I know in the club, I say, I'm, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, you know, I gotta go take a leak. So go over there, go by that person. Say, hey, meet me in the bathroom, or, you know, take them to a corner, say, hey, I'm working, you do not know me. Okay. 
you know. And uh, a, a lot of my family and friends, they, they already knew that, you know. Yeah. Besides, you know, I have a very small circle. Yeah. So, you know, and I tell them, hey, if you see me out on the streets and I don't come and say hello to you, mm -hmm. don't come say hello to me. Wait, wait, are we in the circle? <laughs> you guys are in the circle. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Solid seven. So if, yeah. I, if we're in the club, uh, it's Saturday, if we're in the club later tonight and we see you, we'll like make eye, Dude, like make an eye thing. And if you don't make the eye thing back, yeah, exactly. We don't we don't come up? I just think we need to like go get tattoos or something. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you guys want to get tattoos together? Let's well, him okay. and his sons all have that chain tattoo around yeah, their arms, do. so we could join the brotherhood. Yeah, me and my sons, we got the same tattoo, and it's uh, it's the chain, and then the it's a Hebrew word. This one says Abba, which is father in Hebrew, mm -hmm. and there says um, they got it first, so there says brother on it. And then the chains, you know, it's embedded in our skin. That's why it's like intermittent. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was really ripped through your skin. You're out of the circle. That's it. That's it. No, just like chain. Just like that, out of the circle. So then, you know, the chain represents the the chains that holds family together. It's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty neat. It's neat, man. So now if all the stuff out there, if somebody's like, no, I really want to know what this undercover thing is, is like, Ed has piqued my interest. What what show or movie gets it the most right, would you say? Um, gets it the most right. It depends on what level you're in. Yeah. Training Day, I love Training that's Day. That's what I was trying to like, what's the movie with Denzel and that one guy? Training, training Day. day. Yeah. yeah, Training That That's very good. Even though they didn't go much into undercover work, yeah. they were more... From what they showed, they showed like they were more like a tactical narcotics unit. Um, but the way they were dressed and stuff like that. Another one that I liked is um, Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves? Yeah, Den of Thieves. That's with Gerard Butler, I believe it was. And um, Ice Cube's son. Oh, really? Yeah, very good actor. 50 Cent's in it, too. No. Yep, 50 Cent's in it. I never watched it or got into it, but everybody, uh, and so I'm not endorsing it here either, but everybody always raved about The Wire. Did you you know what? It? I haven't seen it, yeah. and it's on my my to my to watch list. The yeah. Wire seems like you have a really big to watch list. You know, what are you doing? I, I do. What are you, are you I'm, busy I'm working. Yourself? I'm yeah. working. <laughs> Gonna get your priorities straight. Know, yeah, come on, man. I know. I got. I'm working. You know. I, I mean, I got two boxes of comic books that I haven't read. I just keep buying, just putting it up. This is to read, to read. Freaking nerd, but dude. Uh, I'm telling you, bro. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a plethora of, of um, different uh, disciplines. A modern day renaissance man. Well, that does give us a night. It's, it's tough to segue into like cool guy Ed talk who does like real things and manly things yeah. and whatever to like, let's talk about solid seven stuff. But well, I was about to say like, well, now that we've got all your undercover military police, all those stories out now, let's talk about nerd stuff. So we've, <laughs> we've, we have had a, uh, a, a running gag. I've had a running gag. Uh, here on the podcast that the more Josh tells me how awesome the Spider-Man movie is, the longer I'm going to wait to see it. Um, you saw it, right? You saw I the new saw one? It. Yes, so, I did. So my joke has been like, he's like, that doesn't bother me. I'm like, I know it bothers you. Like, I know. It, <laughs> you couldn't it, have the, a wronger read. But that's though. the, that's what's which funny. is the, which is the gag. Yeah. Like he cares yeah. if I watch the movie, right? But I'm like, yeah, whatever. When you wake up in the middle of the night, and you're like, why won't he just watch it? <laughs> but, you, remember, uh, did you ever listen to Dane Cook back in the day? Uh, yeah, I think everybody listened to Dane back in the he day. He had this one bit where he'd want to do a and e break into someone's house yeah. and not steal anything but leave things. And yeah. then the guy would oh, be I like, I didn't want to steal. I just wanted to do a and e Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just wanted he, to kick just, it The guy who's being robbed or quote robbed is just waking up like, what? Oh, who did he take? But I have a lava lamp. But what did he take? <laughs> yeah. 
but so I, I I did finally uh, finally go and, and see it, and it is you saw you it in theaters in theater. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with we, the fam or uh, just you? Uh, just no, that like the the kids in a movie. It's just a bad idea oh, right okay. now. It's so just, you and the uh, wife. Yeah, we we went and, uh, and caught it in the theater. Did and you like it? I did. It's I, I'm not on the the boat of everybody of like this is the best of the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. uh, but it's I would say it's as good as just about anything to me. I, it's gonna be hard for them to trump Endgame. It just it just really is. Yeah, I was talking with someone the other day. Like I think in, when you talk about Infinity War or Endgame, you kind of have to talk about both movies. I just consider that if yeah. you say Endgame's great, you're also saying like those movies just comp are like yeah. it's part one, well, part two. And like, even like for both, that right? matter, like like even the start though, like yeah. Iron Man was so good. Yes, like it was. straight up yeah. Iron Man one was so good. Yeah, right. And I, that's Infinity War is, and Endgame is just. It's top notch. But this one's good. I would say, like, I, I managed to avoid all but the major spoilers that everybody mm-hmm. knew. Yeah. All right. So if you want zero spoilers for mm-hmm. No Way Home, mm-hmm. this is where you stop. But yeah. So I think everybody knew, like, uh, Alfred Molina was back as Doc Ock and, and, and what's his name as Green Goblin. Um, I think everybody knew all the spoilers. Like, everybody. There was just enough like doubt that maybe you didn't know if all three Spider-Mans were going to show up, but it was pretty, pretty much a given. I mean, Andrew Garfield was vehement leading up to, in every interview he was on Fallon, like saying, no, I don't yeah. know what anyone's talking about. And I, and when I saw the Fallon interview, I, then I believed him. I yeah. was like the way he's saying, no, he's not in it. I believe you. And then in the theater, when he's in the little tunnel thing in the little in the portal. portal, I was like, Oh snap, that's Amazing Spider-Man right yeah. there. And Kier's like, no, that's not, I think that's just uh, whatever. I'm like, no, the eyes, they're huge. That's him. And then he yeah. jumped out. Well, like, oh my gosh. It was funny. Like, that's the the one you see, like constantly see video and mm-hmm. reels and TikToks or whatever of like the move, the theater reacting to yeah. him pulling his mask off. Yeah. Everybody, you know, it's the same as, you know, for me back when the, uh, what was it? The second episode two of Star Wars when Yoda actually busts out his lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, that was the first movie I was in where everybody lost their freaking mind. Did your theater freak out? I mean, you um, saw it several weeks they after. They didn't, but it was late. And, I mean, it was maybe, like, four or five, like, groups of, either groups or couples of people in there. Okay. Of course, there was, you know, the ubiquitous group of four loud, obnoxious teenagers. Uh, yeah, but I'll say worst. four obnoxious teenagers, wherever you are, you were only obnoxious before and after. They behaved themselves during. Oh. And so I actually parents, parents of those teenagers. Oh, wow. Uh, Did your theater freak out on the yes when when Yoda broke out the lightsaber? No, for sorry, (laughs) for uh, for Spider Man. Yes, we should be clear. Lots of people appear in this movie. Yoda does not. (laughs) (laughs) He is one of the Spider Man. Actually, they did freak out when when Andrew. I did not because. I'll tell you the truth, I really didn't like him as Spider-Man. Okay. See, uh, now that's funny because my take on the show and otherwise the whole time has been he's my favorite of the three. I like him the most. Even before the movie? Even before the movie. Like, okay. just in the universe of these three Spider-Mans, he's been... I uh-huh. thought he was the most Peter Parker-like. I thought like he pulled off the snark and that stuff the best. And and, and that's the thing. Cause, and I thought, okay, yeah, Peter Parker, everybody that reads the comic books knows he's a, he's a wisecracker and mm-hmm. all this stuff. I think Andrew overdid it. You know, See, I'm like, oh, but he's for, not as clownish. But what for is- me, we don't get enough of it with uh, Tom with, with Tom Holland. He's too like angsty, unsure. Yeah, um, it, it is. And you know, and what I had an issue was wrapping my head around the multiverse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, well, it's you better get used to it. Uh, I know, it, and it's just recently is when you know, and that's where I was, you know, getting upset with you know they keep changing the story, they keep changing the story, mm-hmm. what they're doing, you know, like Batman's origin, you know, Spider Man's. You know, they keep changing the story. Yeah. Like, and then um, 
And then I realized, I said, wait a second. And it clicked for me when I saw Spider-Man, I think it was called Multiverse. The Into an- the Spider-Verse? Yes, the, the, the animation. The it's fantastic. It probably, it's, it's probably one of the best I think best I've said Spider-Man. it on here. I think yeah. that, I think, is the best Spider-Man movie. Now, that might not be true with this one, but I think it might still be tied. They yeah. did, they're working on the sequel, and they just did so good yeah. with they it. Did, they did awesome. And then that's when it clicked on me. I said, okay, you know what? I, I'm getting it. Because, you know, like, like the Tom Holland, MJ... Yeah. Her name really is Mary Jane Watson. It's Michelle something. It's Michelle Jones, Jones. You know, yeah. so I'm like, wait a second, why the yeah. heck they're doing this? You know, mm-hmm. but then it clicked me when I saw the animation. I'm like, okay, you know, different universes and stuff. And that's why when, like, in the movie when Doc Doc came mm-hmm. and he took the Spider Man's mask off and his Tom Holland, he's like, yeah. wait a second, you're not Peter Parker. Yeah. So then you know, and that's like, okay, you know, so I'm liking yeah. this multiverse thing now yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And the one thing I did not remember is because at first I didn't. I did not think that I liked Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Okay. But when I saw all three of them together, I liked Tobey Maguire well, Spider-Man. He was like the sage, wise Spider-Man out of the three, well, yeah. which is kind of cool because he's yeah. the oldest. But the, the one thing I don't remember is apparently in, in the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the webs come out of his body. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. I couldn't remember that. Yeah, well, it was like a little about, white spot. And but, it was like, we. I remember as a kid, because I grew up with the 90s cartoon and the com- and forever he's always had cartridges. Mm-hmm. But in Tobey's, that was the yeah. first time they ever did, he naturally. Well, and that that's the thing. So them acknowledging that, that was tongue in cheek. because. That was Awesome. That it ticked off comic book fans that yeah. he didn't have web shooters. Yeah. So that was them kind of, that was a little wink yeah. nod there yeah. that, yeah, you know, it was whatever. Uh, but yeah, I thought it redeemed him as Spider Man. Like to me, it reset. Mm. Like you could kind of forget, like punk Spider Man, you could kind of forget oh, him. Emo, emo Parker. Yeah, emo, yeah. bebop. And like you just, you couldn't unsee that yeah. for so long. And now this, well, this put him back to where like Spider Man 2 had him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, like I mean, Spider Man 3 is, I mean, it's pretty rough. But, like, I didn't hate it as much as other people hated it. I didn't like that, um, and I can't believe I'm I'm going to blank on his name. Who plays Electro? Uh, Jamie Foxx. Yes, I don't know why I can think of Jamie Foxx. But I do hate that he was, obviously, he was like, well, I'll come do it, but I'm not going to look like a dork again. I'm sorry. I didn't understand why they changed <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, I get, oh, he's, he's like, in a different universe. Why is he Superfly now? Why yeah. is he the coolest guy in the movie <laughs> now? And he's like, even his attitude Superfly. is to at least still be kind of, like, weird as you were in the first time we saw you but i get the blue thing he didn't yeah. want to be blue anymore but but no he talked like yeah. modern he didn't talk normal yeah. and, and, and that's the issue when you know when when actors go in there and they take you know their political views and stuff and they want to mm-hmm. like base the character as in their real life then to me i think they're doing a disservice to the character or the movie itself because people want to go watch you know yeah uh, the movie. They I want to watch Electro, not like, Jamie Foxx. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I thought he was just being kind of Jamie Foxx and yeah. not Yeah, I, I liked it. No, no I, I didn't hate I, it. I, yeah. It was cool when he did use his electrical powers. He got like the old school electric star yeah. Yeah. mask that he usually has in the comics on his face when electricity would go through him. Yeah, I, I did like that. But I was um, I was pleasantly surprised with the movie and, yeah. and I liked it. There were, liked there were scenes much. I loved that I'll hold out that I even though we've given out a lot of spoilers that I don't want well. to want to spoil. Um, but I of the spoilers that didn't come true that I, I wish had is I had heard just whispers of that they had convinced uh, what's his name to uh, Hugh Jackman to do. A Wolverine. Appearance. I had never heard that ever. As a, I had heard not because everything else was so big, right? It was about right. the three of them, and it was yeah. about uh, whatever. And this would have been a great time to just cameo, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, which you want to see a theater lose their mind? Yeah. Let Hugh Jackman's Wolverine pop up in an MCU movie, yeah, and people will. I I would not shock me for someone to pass out like 
Beatles girls at a Beatles concert style. There are know. there are nerds that are that big. Maybe yeah. squirrel. That is that important? No, to. I don't care. I mean, that'd be awesome, but I don't. I didn't even like cheer in the movie. I was just like when Toby showed up in the thing, and this. I was just like, oh, that's cool. But like, I'm not like, yeah, oh my gosh. Like, I'm just <laughs> that, that's how I was trying to keep my composure. You know, like, all right, cool. You know, and inside, I'm like, I was leaning over to Kira several times, going, oh, that's what you're oh yeah, yeah. But that was like, that's as. That's that level voice is as excited as you probably right. heard me get. Yeah. I didn't even clap. I don't even. I don't clap because they can't hear the clapping. So that's true. Yeah, but I guess it's just you know self gratification for the for the viewing public. <laughs> as Kuma makes her <laughs> she entrance, she scared the crap out of us. What the heck? <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I saw it. I enjoyed it. I still haven't watched Eternals. I, I'm just not driven to. It's just sitting there on Disney Plus. It took just, me a while. I saw it. Yeah. I had to see it in two seatings. Yeah. It's a long movie. <laughs> yeah, I had to see it in two seatings. I was never into Eternals, even when it wasn't in, in the comic books and yeah. stuff. Um, I never heard of them until this movie. Really, yeah. yeah. To me, the uh, the um, the uh, Eternals yeah. is just like the Inhumans. Wow. You know, the Eternals is Marvel, Inhumans is DC. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, to me, it's just like them. I don't know much about the Inhumans either. But um, I know I heard that there was a uh, a movie in the works, and Keanu Reeves was going to play the main character of Inhumans, which is um, I mean, it's like the Eternals. They're they're based off of um, mythology, Greek and Roman yeah. mythology stuff um so um i saw it i liked it yeah you know and i understood as you watch the movie because in, in the movie someone says you know hey, where were you when Thanos was here you know and then yes. you know that's the only connection to the marvel movies besides yeah. that and the marvel the, logo at the front you would have zero idea it was nobody will know it was a marvel movie exactly yeah. you know but then you know their thing is you know we cannot intervene in human affairs it just seemed dumb like a yeah. dumb reason but yeah. it was it's to and me, then, Eternals, they have a different fan base. Yeah. Okay. But then even like one of the Celestials was like this huger than Earth at the end, like the big whatever. I forget. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. But um, Ashmed, Ashmed was his something. name. Yeah. But I'm like, no one, no one else wanted well, to come and help out with this no other marvel hero or well, anything I mean, you can get in there's these there's big breakdowns all over online of like what's who's the most powerful being in the marvel universe who's the most powerful being in the dc universe and it gets way worse and bigger than thanos like it's when yes. you really get into it, it's like yeah thanos is like a uh, like a flea so they've got plenty of material to oh, well, yeah, even the way i've heard they could build up dr doom sounds awesome yeah like and that and the I don't way know they'll if, make him even bigger than Thanos was. But apparently. to me, like yeah. I don't know if you can do Doom without doing Fantastic Four. I mean, you could, but and I just, is anybody like crying out for a Fantastic Four another reboot? Three. I mean, they did three Spider-Man reboots. Maybe let's get yeah. a three Fantastic Four reboots and three Hulks. Yeah. So which well, Ed Norton three? was still my favorite. That's I still the same Hulk technically. It's just I, a different actor. Yeah. Well, I I still wish Ed that, Norton. I'll, I'd take Ed Norton over Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. Uh, you know, eight days a week. Yeah. Yeah, you like Ed Norton better? Oh, I love him. Yeah. Well, he, A, I just I think he's a better actor. I also just as a, as a person can't stand Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> really? I, I think, I, he's think a, I like Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner better than Edward Norton, but I think Bruce or what's his name, Mark Ruffalo as a person sucks. And miss me with Smart Hulk for the love. Smart Hulk, what is that? Oh, that's the whole thing of like at the end where he's both. Now he's Banner. Oh, and Smart Hulk. Hulk. I think he said yeah. Smart Hole. No. I was like, what is a Smart mm-hmm. Hole? <laughs> no, no. See, smart but now Hulk. now I'm, I'm gonna throw a wrench in, into you guys talking there because to tell you the truth, my favorite Hulk was Eric Banner. 
Yeah, he was good. He, I like it wasn't, him. It wasn't I like, bad. His movie wasn't that great as right, a whole, the movie but wasn't, he was a good Hulk. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I, I did but like it. To me, Eric Bana, is, he will just always be Black Hawk down yep. to me. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric Bana is, 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 is the man. You know, I, I, do, I do like him. But yeah, I, I like the way, you know, they... they because they made Hulk when with Eric Banner. It's even when he was the Hulk, he still had like that innocent kid face. Mm. You know when he when yeah. he was the Hulk and yeah. stuff. And that really kind of is the vibe of a Hulk. Is is like a toddler tantrum. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not yeah. it's not ill intent. It's like I have this anger. I don't know how to. I have these feelings. I don't know how to process and deal with. That's exactly Hulk's. Like he's underrated. I feel like as a superhero, even now with all this MCU and like. When you talk about the hierarchy of who's most powerful in the Marvel Universe, Hulk's way up there because there's not theoretically there's I'm please I guess I'm going to talk about this fictional character like real thing, but within this <laughs> universe, like there's no limit really to Hulk's strength and power. The matter he gets, the stronger, stronger he, gets, he gets. In that, like nobody's shown a limit on that yet. Yes, exactly. Well, that's why they didn't really have him fight Thanos because in theory he could have beat Thanos, but Thanos was more of a tactical fighter and boom, 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 beat him up pretty well and so then hulk was just scared of him and then he wouldn't come back out but i think i've read the fan theories that if he did come back out um in theory he could overtake thanos but thanos yeah. was just a more better fighter hulk right. is just raw like strength and just would keep pulverizing uh, if he could get a hit in. Un uncontrolled chaos i yeah. still uh, like my favorite is still him just ragdolling loki yes. <laughs> puny yes. god yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that is a good scene. I so, do like that. But one. I mean, hey, still, still, I'm super stoked for uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of yes, Madness. Going to be awesome. Be. We'll finally get more Wanda. Yep, fantastic. I don't know how I feel about Moon Knight. We'll see. I'll give it a go. I think that trailer looked phenomenal. We're still trying to work our way through. We're we're actually finally just about done with Hawkeye. It's just so tough to squeeze them in. Hold up. The is, there's a Moon Knight movie coming out with um no, no, I, no. Oscar I series on S Disney Plus with yes. Oscar Isaac. You should really? watch it. Yeah. You like Moon Knight? Um, yes, I have. Yeah. I actually have. I have to look for it. I have his uh, first appearance nice. comic books. Nice. This yeah. um, they just dropped the trailer maybe like two three weeks ago. Really, and it looks phenomenal. Like it. Okay. Just based off the trailer, I'm like, this looks weird. Like this looks good, and it's with Oscar Isaac, and it looks like he's like legit acting and being someone else. Like it looks like he's he's pulling out some acting yeah. chops. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm gonna have to check this out. So there's trailers out already. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's a Disney series. Disney yeah. Plus series. Yep. And it almost looks like the word on the street is that the Doctor Strange movie is almost like a straight up horror flick. And this almost kind of has that vibe. It, well, it Sam, almost feels Sam, M Night Shyamalan. -y. Sam Raimi is directing it, who directed all the Evil Dead's and the first three Spider Man movies. Oh. So they did get Sam Raimi to direct it because he has his horror movie background. Yeah. So it's gonna be a little more scary. That's, that's awesome. But, Back to uh, uh, Moon Knight, Ethan Hawke, who is also in Black Hawk Down, right? Ethan Yes, Hawk? he is. Yeah, right? Yeah. Is in Moon Knight as well. It comes out March 30th. Ethan Hawke was in Black Hawk Down? Wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Wasn't he the yeah. main dude? No. Who am no. I thinking of? Um, the main dude was... Um, Josh... Uh, Josh something. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. But yeah, there right. are a bunch of names. You don't realize that they movie until you go back Hawk. to watch it. Yeah. Because yeah. Ewan McGregor's in that movie. Yep. Um, he is. Yeah, Josh uh, Hartnett. Yes. Josh yeah, Hartnett. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's him. And then Orlando Bloom is in there. He's, mm -hmm. he's Blackburn. Yeah. Yep. But um, it's... Um, training that, Day was also the other connection we had there with Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, he came out in, in Training Day. 
But that yeah, Moon Knight trailer dropped not long ago. Comes out March 30th with Oscar Isaac. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Looks really good. Dude, I tell you, I mean, uh, since Black Hawk Down came up, I, w- I just listened to um, a podcast. Gosh, who was he on with? Um, with the one uh, Black Hawk pilot that they that they saved, that they rescued. Gosh, what was his, his name? He's actually um, running for Senate or something. Um, I and know Black Hawk Down? Yeah. Yes, uh, I remember. And William Fincher? No. Tom Sizemore? No, starts with Durant. Yeah. Durant. Yeah, Durant's, That's his name, uh, Durant. I, just, it, I don't think it was Jocko. It might have been with uh, Jack Carr, uh, but really interested to, to hear him retell the story and his, his experience. Yeah, that's awesome. He's the one that yeah. they actually had, and they were holding him. And I'm know, scrolling. I don't see any. What's the name? Durant. That's his last name. It's the pilot, not the actor. Oh, okay. I might look over this actor. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. It's the pilot. The actual pilot. Yeah. I cannot find it. Dude, the more you hear that. Oh, movie. Ron Eldard. Yeah, as as crazy as like that movie and that story is, the more that comes out about the battle, for, the actual battle for Mogadishu. Yeah, <clears throat> that uh, was, man, like there were there were seals on station. That doesn't get portrayed in the movie at all. I no. don't know if they if they made the book. Obviously, uh, Delta was there. Obviously, the Rangers were there. I mean, that's the bulk of the whole thing. But man, that was uh, that was crazy. Yeah, that, that was a crazy um, what they what those guys went through, man. That's. It's crazy, dude. It's Tom crazy. Sizemore's character, oh, dude, uh, leading those Humvees. Oh, I love him so much. I love him. You know, I, I met Colonel McKnight. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, he trains um, the air marshals, or used to. Yeah. When it first started, and I met him at the Orange County Range. That's awesome, and Colonel McKnight. And I'm like, you know, you you don't look like Tom Sizemore, but because <laughs> like, Tom Sizemore is one of my favorite actors. Yeah. He is awesome. He was because he was in uh, Band of Brothers too, right? Or well, Band of Brothers? No, or, um, he was uh, in Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. he was in. I just saw him the other day in Point Break, the original one with Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's an outstanding. He's in Pearl actor. Harbor too. Um, Tom Sizemore. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember his character in Pearl Harbor. It says it's one in his filmography, but he's not like one of the top billing people on this list. No, it's like I don't remember a movie with him being like the main character. He's always a supporting yeah. role type of guy. But yeah, I scrolled I mean, for a minute. Like you know, you have the top actors in the movie. He, he's not even in that list on um, Pearl Harbor, so he must have had a smaller role. Yeah, outstanding actor though. So well, dude, we've covered we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> <laughs> we sure have. But uh, well, man, thanks for coming back and doing this again. Oh, thank you for uh, having I mean, me, bro. It's, it's real fun. I mean, time flies by when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. it's a good time always. So maybe when the full Moon Knight series is completed, we can uh, we can talk about it. You can come back. We can talk about Moon Knight. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I, I don't know much about Moon Knight. Yeah, it yeah. looks cool. It looks like it's keeping with like the Egyptian like mummy that overtook is his soul or something. I don't know. I didn't know nothing about it. I just watched a nerd on YouTube tell me what, who Moon Knight was. I mm-hmm. watched the trailer. That, that would be cool. Now, if we talk about Batman, then, you know. Oh, man. yeah. You're a huge. Yeah, oh, yeah. you should come back on after the Batman comes out. Dude, that movie's coming in at over like three hours. Yeah. Really? really? I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, I, it could make it make a movie five hours. I'm two hours, 55 minutes so yeah. far. It's coming yeah. out March 4th. Can we get a pee-pee break in there somewhere? Yeah, you're going to you're gonna struggle on that one. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's an app. Um, I forget the name of it, but there's an app that lets you know. Um, you plug in what movie you're the gonna best go see, spot to go to the bathroom. and it lets you know the best spot to go pee. And while you're peeing, it'll give you just kind of like a quick little synopsis of really? what's happening, what dialogue you're okay, missing. And yeah. really, the internet's undefeated, man. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I, mean, awesome. I forget the name of the app. We'll we'll talk about it maybe yeah, when, before so the battle comes. Thank out. you, Al Gore, for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, dude, for real, thank you for coming back and doing this again. Thank if you, you haven't listened to Ed's first episode with us, go back and, and listen to that too. 
and uh, I, I'd tell you where you can find him on the internet. But uh, if I told you, then we'd have to kill you. So, uh, but undercoverly it's, kill you. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a top secret. But uh, listeners, as always, uh, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to help us do what we do uh, and maybe get yourself some good stuff in the process, hit up solid7podcast.com. Solid, the number seven podcast.com there's always links to the latest episode on there there's uh, links for all of our affiliate programs so you can hit up uh, go ruck and uh, get some uh, solid tough gear and or uh, sign up for an event do both get the gear then go do the event with the gear and uh, we we get a little kickback there and then uh, we mentioned earlier hit up jockofuel.com and orangemain.com not only uh, do they give us a little kickback but they take care of you too just uh, use that promo code solid and the number seven They'll get you 10% off on uh, either of those sites. You can get yourself some some good stuff there. So, And if you really want to go next level, Patreon is where it is at. You can throw some direct support on Patreon, get access to our bonus content, get yourself uh, a better-than-average coffee mug with our logo right there on it. Fire and, uh, nice. and uh, maybe you're not a coffee drinker. It's okay. We don't care what we don't care what you drink out of it. You want to you want to drink tea? Uh, you know, I question the decision, but yeah, it's great for a, a nice cold Jocko go um, right there from that mug. But every little bit of that stuff helps us do what we do. And hey, even if that's not you, we'd love for you to uh, subscribe, toss us a rating, tell tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mama, tell them all to come listen to the Solid Seven podcast. And uh, until until next time. Have a great life. Swirls. <laughs> We're out of the